0: welcome welcome everyone it is Thursday it is 6 p.m. bearded drums coming at you live as usual um, if you will probably notice Jared is not sitting next to me today he is on his way do not fear Jared will be here Uh, we are basically now playing I'm gonna start my timer we're gonna play a little countdown see how long it takes jared to get here he said he was running late which usually is not that bad for him so i'm sure that uh he will be coming along any minute anyway we can go ahead and get started with today's show glad everybody's here i see y'all are starting to pop in as i speak let me go ahead and pop my chat out so i can where is it There it is. All right. Now I got... I'm used to Jarrett doing this, but until he gets here, I will monitor the chat. It's Thursday. Let's do this thing. Welcome to Bearded Drums Live. Um, I guess while we're waiting on Mr. Jarrett, we can go ahead and knock some stuff out while we're doing this. Remember, if you want to hear the audio-only version of the podcast, we do upload to all the major podcast platforms obviously live here every thursday but we're also on spotify apple podcast and the seldom used google podcast so if you want to hear the audio only version if you're working on a project if you need to kill some time and you don't necessarily want to eat up the data time with watching a live video you can catch us there Uh, i've been better about uploading all the podcasts you know as they come out so there should be no problems there but you can find us there as usual and get that out of the way there we go um let me check my there we go got frank weighing in what's up my man cameron dean what's going on and of course mr david Huckstep. good evening everybody if you didn't catch me in the first couple minutes jared is on his way we are timing him to see what time he actually arrived. He told me he was running a little behind and he t- you know he typically runs into traffic coming over here for the podcast. My area near the interstate is usually quite busy this time of day. So he will be here soon. Who else we got? We got Michael. Good afternoon, everyone. Your favorite neighborhood stick spinner. Hope everybody's had a great day. Hope you are having a great day as well. Catching everybody up. We're just waiting on Jarrett to arrive. He's running a little bit behind today. Um, Let me get back over here. I've got everybody's submissions for the week. That will be coming up. We got some new products that have recently come out that we're going to talk about today and of course our normal discussion topics of course as soon as jared gets here and we can get everything rolling um again and as as normal um thank you to all of the legacy members that join us every week some of you are already here joshua breslow just jumped into the chat so as always we want to thank the legacy members who really do make up this show with all of your weekly submissions and of course the you know discord we have in the chat whenever we're talking about subjects so All these people up here have probably received by now their legacy sticker. If you have not and you see your name up on the screen, make sure that you send your mailing address to beardeddrums at gmail.com so we can get anybody that still hasn't gotten their sticker out to them. This is what the legacy sticker looks like. I think mostly everybody has gotten theirs. I do have an update where is it right there that is from mr mark whitman who i got a picture from this week of him proudly displaying his bearded drums legacy sticker so again if you saw your name up on that list and you have not sent me your mailing address Please do that, and I'll get that out free of charge to you so that you can get your sticker. So, as always, thank you to the Legacy members who join us every week. You really are what makes up this show. Um, Catching everybody up again, in case you're jumping in right now. Jared is running late, but he should be here. I don't think it's going to be terribly long uh spencer what's up my man jumping into the chat so we got everybody is coming in right now i don't know depending upon what time it is mike malone might be teaching his lessons uh i can't remember what time he does that but um either way he'll probably be jumping on later and I've got a submission from him. I have submissions from Josh. I have submissions from Mark. And like I said, we have some new products to show off here once Jarrett Jared arrives. And I don't know if Jared was talking about bringing his little new Bob kit over highly doubtful. Let's get a little more intimate, um, highly doubtful because he's running late that he'll have uh, Packed that up one of these days Jarrett will get over here with that new drum set and we'll get to i'm very interested to hear how his little bop kit came out not like we all know Jarrett does not need another drum kit but i am i have to admit i'm very interested to hear what it sounds like spencer i just bought a storage unit with three kits two hundred dollars later best deal i've found that's cool are you talking about like uh the storage war st- type thing where you have to go bid on the you know a bid against other people to get access to that um 70s what is that 70s thermoglass 70s roger Power Tone, and a two t- 2000s pdp by dw that's cool um once you get you know, time on your hands, obviously. Send us in some pictures to show us what you got for, what'd you say? $200. Um, it was an ad on Craigslist. That's very cool. You know, I've never thought of doing that. Obviously, we've all seen the TV show where they do that. I think that's on a, a you know, a, uh, <laughs> I know, right, Cameron? Holy crap. Um, that's like a, a level up. I've never thought of doing that. Cause like you, you hear Jarrett and I gripe about it a lot down here in the South. There's not a lot of vintage instruments as where in the middle part of the country or up into, you know, the New York, that area, they're going to find a lot more vintage gear. We don't seem to have as much luck, especially with drums. Like you will find some like old sixties fender basses around here occasionally i've seen those obviously you're going to see strats from the whatever 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 drums is a bit tougher and i've noticed most of the drums that guys do acquire around here and stuff that i've gotten a hold of doesn't necessarily come from this area it might be a state over or something like that i've rarely see like great vintage finds here where we live so that's very cool that spencer scored three drum sets for the low cost of 200 dollars. 70s thermoglass a 70s roger powertone and a 2000s pdp by dw i wonder is that um is that 2000s pdp is that one of those x7 kits that were so popular it was like 22 8 10 12 16 or 14. Um, But either way, three kits for, I mean, you can turn around and sell two of them. If you ended up liking one, you could keep that. uh, Not bragging boys. You always got to be looking, check the lugs badges. Most people don't know what they're selling, which is very true. Um, I remember right before I bought my Pearl reference series snare drum, six and a half by 14 which i've showed off here on the show i was looking for videos obviously of reviews i wanted to get some kind of ears on before i made that kind of purchase even though i had the option to return it from where i got it from if i didn't like it but one of the videos that popped up is the um what is that guy's name he's like the australian drummer guy if Jarrett were here, he would know um, Ozzy Man or something. No, that's the that's the meme guy. Anyway, it's a, a fairly popular drum channel of an Australian guy who has a really nice snare collection. And he kind of talked about the same thing, similar, that happened to Spencer. He was at a yard sale. And I'm assuming this is in Australia because that's where he's from. Um And Spencer said, you know, most people don't really know what they're selling. He saw a pearl box on the table, apparently, at this yard sale. And, uh, you know, all those pearl drums, they say, like, Pearl Masters. Pearl reference, whatever, on the side of the box, depending upon what's in it. And he saw a Pearl reference box, looked like it was unopened, sitting on this table at a garage sale. And I think he said it was four hundred dollars. Which those drums go for a thousand, eight hundred all day long, brand new, maybe like eight hundred for a really good one on eBay. And he picked it up at a yard sale for four hundred dollars and ended up with a really nice Pearl 20 ply reference series. So Spencer is very right. You got to be on the lookout all the time. Um, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but usually, other than the terrible stuff that gets listed, sometimes you can find good stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Usually, it's a joke what they've uploaded. It's like you see those memes on Instagram all day long where it's a mismatched old just stencil kit with no hardware and they want like 800 bucks. You know, it's like always a bad, you know situation but sometimes you can find good stuff on marketplace obviously ebay and reverb is where we all probably hunt down most of the stuff spencer if you'll let me know where you are in the country and if i'm guessing correctly from what i remember you're up in that area where finding vintage gear just going out on the weekend looking at you know, estate sales or antique shops, you can do that as where here it's a little less and we don't have as much to pick from. Jarrett and I and anybody around here pretty much has to rely on reverb and eBay to really be able to get anything like notable. Um so but that's very cool. It's cool to hear, Spencer, that you got all of that. And like I said, when you get a moment Take some pictures, send them in so we can all see what you picked up for the low, low of $200. Um, all right. More people popping in as we speak. Where is Jared? Uh, Jared is now. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Jared is 11 minutes late, which is very uncharacteristic for Jared. I'm sure he will have an interesting story to regale us with when he arrives. Spencer answering up here in seattle that's right i do remember now um what are your thoughts on todd Suckerman of sticks well first off starting with the honest part i don't care for sticks it's not that they're good or bad it's just one of those 70s bands that are really i guess kind of an early 80s band um that i never really latched on to for no other reason than i just never latched on to them um that's right um the aussie channel i was talking about thank you cameron i am drummer is the name of that channel and he has a great video where he does a review of the pearl reference series and tells that story um and it's a good channel just in general he's he's funny he's good on camera and he uh reviews cool stuff so i am drummer thank you cameron but anyway back to spencer um I never really latched onto sticks. I can sing the songs everybody can sing, the ones that you hear on the radio constantly. Um, but that being said, you know, set aside, Todd Zirkoman is one of those, you know, living masters. Well, I think we can all agree on that, whether you like sticks, and there's there's plenty of other stuff, believe me, and you might know that Todd Sirrkerman has done besides sticks, but he is a master and has one of the most awesome drum collections. I personally ever seen Um, anytime he posts a video he's got that really cool home setup where he has his huge masterworks kit and then like literally I mean it's got to be 40 snare drums behind him obviously a lot of them are gonna be pearl but you know he has vintage stuff and he really is a great player and a great ambassador for pearl drums because he's managed to keep his Uh, career going, you know, at a high pace for a long time now. uh, Richie says, hey, dudes, Todd Zuckerman rules, by the way, met him in New Orleans, and he really was nice, as most people say he is. I've never heard anything because I've never even gotten close to him, but that's very cool that you got to meet him. And it's always a plus when you get to meet one of your heroes or just a high profile musician. And they're nice. I remember there was a guy, and I won't mention any names because it doesn't really matter, but I remember there was a guy from New Orleans who was a drummer, and he played with three or four... Oop, do I hear a door? (gasps) 13 minutes and 55 seconds later, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to proudly present to you, streaming in 1080p, At more than likely 30 frames per second, all the way from Jackson County, Mississippi, here in the 228, bearded, capped, glassed, and ready to go, I give you Mr. JT. Howdy. I was explaining to them that it is very uncharacteristic of you to be this late, so I wasn't expecting you to be very long, and you did not disappoint Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. We were chatting it up. What are we talking about? We're talking about Todd Zuckerman. Thanks to who brought it up? Uh, Spencer. And by the way, I'll catch so what's if you are wondering what the hell's going on, if you missed it. Jarrett was running late, so we were just kind of chatting before he got here. Everybody's weighing in on the chat. Spencer, who if I'm not correct, um, was he here last week? Spencer, were you here last week? I don't think he was. Oh, it he seems was. like Spencer's been busy. So Spencer jumps in, and I, I was like, oh, I haven't seen Spencer in a minute. And uh, he uh, just jumps right out of the gate, just bought a storage unit, and he got three drum sets out of it. He paid a total of $200. Solid. He got a 70s Thermogloss. He got a 70s Rogers Power Tone Ooh. and a 2000s PDP by DW for 200 bucks. That's solid. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a steal. That is a big steal, um, Cameron. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Spencer, Kenny Arnoff swears by diecast batter hoop, triple flange snare side. Ever tried it? No, I have not. But that is the uh, also the
1: the secret sauce the, for Stuart
0: uh, Copeland. Uh, yeah, Stuart Copeland's big thing was. Die cast on top, triple flanged on bottom. The Snare of Divine Providence, I think is what it's called or something.
1: Yeah, I think it got called The Snare after a Yeah, while. yeah, just The long. Snare.
0: It's And it's basically, I guess it's debatable on what that actually is, but it's either a Pearl President 3-band or a, uh, what's the other?
1: I can't remember. I know at one point I saw one that was a steel
0: shell. Yeah, But, I, but I
1: think that was just a...
0: It's debatable. I don't, I've never seen like a concrete answer, but yeah, that the, apparently that snare was a pearl, most likely a pearl president,
1: and that was a crimmer of brass. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah,
0: um, which sent me on a rabbit hole one time of like, no, nah, I want one. I want a seventies pearl president, and apparently, a, or it's either vice versa. It had three bands in the middle from the. Uh, uh, the bead, or it had two bands, and you wanted one of the other. Like the two band, minute was the cheap one, or the two band minute was the chrome over brass. And I found a couple. They were quite expensive.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember that uh, you going through that search because we went down, not to say the rabbit hole again, but we got super into like trying to hunt down the correct. Is it three or is it two? Yeah, yeah, And it's from what we found, it was like super divided. Like some folks like, no, it's the two band. No, I played three. You want to have the three and then someone like, well the two is like da and it's it got super like convoluted yeah, yeah. at us at a, after
0: a while. And then I was also like, Well I have a dope ass brass snare. I don't need Yeah, another uh, one. Yeah, I d I don't need any, I don't I don't foresee myself only thing I foresee myself even possibly contemplating in the near future. I think we were talking about it Sunday. And then somebody else mentioned it because we're talking about richie is that 13 by five omar Akeem pearl yeah i'm not big on 13s but i admit every one of those i've ever played was awesome and a bunch of dudes have them and swear by them um so if anything that's but you know short of that adding a snare is not something i really or you need to be worried about (laughs) at this point but that's what it is um what oh uh that's Mike Malone checking in on his drive home. That's right. I thought he was teaching, so uh, he'll jump in, I'm sure, when he gets to the house. Hey, fellas, how we doing? Uh, remembered, you're live tonight. Yes, David. Uh, usually every Thursday and usually on time, but lately it's been a little bit more. I don't know. 2021 has been pretty much a, a comedy for me. I don't know about you, but it just seems like every time you think something's not going to happen, something else happens. And Yeah, it's been a cluster if, if anything you would think 2020 would have been the worst year but i don't really think i think it's being more than twenty twenty one's aggravating me way more than 2020 ever did for sure
1: yeah i uh i don't know what the deal is maybe it's just i know currently done here things are wonky uh i know especially where i live i don't know how it is over here but taxes have gotten bananas
0: are we talking about property taxes, sales yeah, stuff? What are you talking about
1: property taxes. Um, I know in all our house insurance is also stupid now.
0: Rachel was trying to ex- explain to me something about the insurance, and it has to do with all the hurricanes we've had. And I don't know what their justification for jacking up the price is, but I think that's, as usual, they use the hurricanes as the the scapegoat. Yeah, they're like, So I think that's what that is. But, I mean, just in general, she gripes about it constantly, and I I won't get mad over it because there's nothing you can do about it is the the food's going up, like everywhere. Fast food has gone up, had really gone up before all this happened anyway. But if you go to the grocery store now, stuff's getting expensive. Um, So I think it's just kind of a general thing that the prices are going up um, no teaching tonight Mike was not teaching um, Mike congrats on your award a what does it say a Mishy they call them cubbies where the boys are. oh okay yeah. he won their local um, Jared and I were laughing about this the other day I don't know how long I've known Jared it's probably been approaching three years maybe definitely two years yeah um, I just followed Jared on Instagram <laughs> for no other reason than i don't think about it like i tell i was telling him i get on instagram it's what three or four posts before you hit reels and i'm just an idiot that likes to sit on the couch and laugh so i hit like the first four and as soon as the reel section pops up i never make it past that because i'll sit there for 20 minutes flipping and then just close Instagram. <laughs> so I, it's not that I don't follow anybody on purpose. I just don't think about it and then it hits me. So like, I need to go through and I think Mark followed me, but I need to follow Mark. I need to, I want to say that I follow Mike. Um, But like basically all of you, I need to get off my ass and get to it and follow everybody. But yes, congratulations on the award. We do have a, a similar thing here. I don't even know what they're doing this year for the Coveys.
1: I have no idea. Uh, Um,
0: Not that I, yeah, whatever. Uh, If they they have them, they have them. If they don't, it's not a big deal. The only thing I ever liked about the Coveys was you get to see everybody because being musicians, you're playing, I'm playing, we're not hanging out. The next you know, so you never get to see these people except for this one night a year where it's like, all of the bands, all of the singles, all of the piano players, all of the bartenders that you used to see, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a good time, so I wonder how they'll handle that this year, if they're going to do it remote or something like that, but uh, it's always cool when you do win, because it helps you out locally, it gives you something to lean on uh, when you're like, hey, you know, we uh, won the blah blah blahs, and you get some more gigs out of it, it seems like that's always been the case.
1: I know I made one guy a little upset uh, whenever... I met him cause his band, his band won a Covey, and I was like, oh, it's cool. I was like, my friend Steven has eight of them, and he's like, Mm-mm. is it seven? It's like a 12. 12? I don't, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was like, my friend has a lot of. <laughs> I'm not them. bragging, but I really don't know. It's yeah. He's like, my friend has a lot of them. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, he has, he has a lot. Uh, his band always wins uh, for cover band. He's like, oh, it's cool. And then, like, I could just see the defeat in his eyes. Where, like, he was, uh, he was really <laughs> proud of it. And then I just shut him down. And I was like, oh, "I should not have said that." <laughs> uh, and it was, and it was at a gig we did. Uh, they're one of the local. Uh, I don't want to call it, but rock is what it is. Uh, yeah, band, rock. But they're, but they're, but they're doing a lot of big stuff. Uh, Who is it? Silent Trust. I've heard that name. Yeah, I have um, heard that name. They're a bunch of, you know, kind of. Like, i wouldn't say older but i mean they're older than me um dudes that play i guess anyone across who doesn't know we have a very weird niche thing down here on the coast yeah um i don't know what the deal is but we just love the the post metal bands all the post core bands that go radio friendly Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's that kind of sound like Mm -hmm. it's your your Nickelback. You're taking back Benjamin's you're uh, yeah Three doors down we that's a big thing down here. We have like a whole fest festival Sunday Yeah, breaking Sunday. (laughs) We have a whole (laughs) festival called CPR Fest, which is what a radio uh, station puts on I Remember I went to it in fifth grade and I saw well at this time. This is what I was into so I saw stained
0: Okay, well, I mean, yeah.
1: I, yeah, and, you know, uh, whatever his name is, did uh, did the song Hirom Biloxi. Uh, it's very were,
0: uh, predictable. Like, it's very friendly lineup. Like, yeah. you know that you're going to like 70% of what's on stage.
1: Yeah, it was them. Then it was uh, Blackstone Cherry, yeah, yeah, who I, at the time, that was, like, really cool to me. Uh, and then there was Hinder. <laughs> uh, and the band I was super excited to see was, uh, at the time, was Three Days Grace. Okay. They had just released that song, Animal, uh, around that time. So that was cool for me to see them play that live. Uh, and I was in fifth grade, so I really didn't know what music was. Um, I was at the radio, whatever my mom and dad listened to.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was kind of like that. Because coming up in the CD era, they were too expensive to yeah. just go around. Get, so, it was yeah, I was. whatever mom or dad was listening Dad was more classic rock. Mom was more like what you'd expect, like. Celine Dion, Tony Braxton. Like yeah. <laughs> to this day, one of my favorite songs to play on drums is a Tony Braxton song. And it's a ballad. It's not even a cooking number. Um, so thanks mom for, uh, you know, giving me some taste as far as music, not being up. Cause all this, I, I have to admit some of the stuff, like you just said that I listened to back then. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause I mean, and I won't, I'm not going to apologize for it because it was the big thing at the time. I came up like I was probably 14 When limp biscuit hit yeah (laughs) and everybody dude it was like a it was like a magic trick all of a sudden everybody's caps were backwards and we're like yeah we all did it for (laughs) the nookie yeah (laughs) i mean and granted it was short-lived because i could remember and it's funny that i get to say this sitting in this very house that we stream from that i live in now (laughs) i can remember in that room other side of the wall because the tv was in a different spot sitting on the floor eating a lunchable the one that came with the Capri Sun.
1: Oh, I remember that. The big one. Yeah.
0: Had that. I'm eating my lunch. It's like summertime. Or, no, literally, I guess, because of the story, it would be springtime. Um, middle of the day. And I'm watching MTV Spring Break on TV live. And it's Panama City or somewhere right down there is where they always did it from. And there is like, it's what's the stupidest thing because you got like Limp Biscuit. And then models doing their thing, you know, it was like, like bathing suit models. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> models. So it was just the weirdest thing, but I remember being like, wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. If only I could ever... And then I went later on as a older person to Panama City. He was like, this is a dump. Yeah. I don't want to come... <laughs> this is... No. <laughs> and then, of course, they stopped doing all of that. And of course, Limp Bizkit faded away. But apparently have just come back. Yeah, they...
1: Uh a guy that played at uh, one of our frat parties. I follow. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's a really great drummer. Um, he went and saw them live in Nashville. Uh, whenever or whatever their their big like comeback show was, when he dressed like a grandpa. Mm-hmm. We had the Red Shades. He was yeah. at that show, and uh, I want to say his name was Aaron. I have to look at. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he was like, man, having all my early two thousands flashbacks and. I was thinking, wow, that's not that far ago. Like the it early really is, two thousands, and I was like, shows me like, well, I'm getting old because now that's twenty years ago mm-hmm. when all this, you know, was going on and. That was just so, and I've been watching like older, like early, I hate saying older, it's not that old, early 2000s, like videos and music. That was a weird time. Oh, yeah. Like that was a strange transition from the 90s into the
0: 2000s. Yeah. Because uh, we thought we, it's like we thought we had a handle on what technology was going to do around 2000, because we're like, it's 2000. We're in the future. And it's like, no, no, no. Just wait 10 years. Yeah. And then I'll really blow your mind. Because, and what would seem antiquated to us, now, in 21, 10 years later from then, would be 2010. Think about how cool stuff was then. And you still get to go one more time. No, homie. Wait another decade. Let me really show you, like, everything that we have now. Like, how powerful the tablets have become, the Apple Watch, the way, I mean what six years ago streaming wasn't really a thing like what we do this is within the past five years because i've been watching youtube for a long time you've been watching and some people did daily vlogs and there were live streams or podcasts but not like what what did i spend i don't even remember like 500 i think five say maybe upwards of 700 bucks and really i didn't spend any money because we just sold gear And now we have what is pretty much equivalent to a live studio. Um, So, I mean, and you're talking about 2000s. I get to do two more times in the other direction and go, well, and, you know. So it's (laughs) the whole thing's weird. I think we can all agree that times are weird.
1: Yeah, I've watched LGR, um, who's a guy that's like nerdy tech and stuff from back in the day. Mm -hmm. He goes to thrift stores and finds these old... uh, Pieces and and gear and stuff and he he mentioned a brand I haven't heard in, in years and whenever he said I was like holy crap we had a Gateway computer they had a Gateway store in Mobile and I always thought Cow's because it had that weird like Cow pattern yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like and I kept watching some more of his videos I mean he's an awesome guy if you were into like old tech but the thing that like threw like blew me away was. A a dude from nowhere, Pennsylvania, went to a PC warehouse and found this old desktop. And it had this massive side panel that you can replace. But it was a fake aquarium. Oh, my. It was like an inch and a half. It had fake rocks. And it had a bubbler. And it would spin the fish in circles. And I was like, I remember being five. This would be 2000, 2001 at my grandma's house. My sister had everyone has probably known exactly what this is. Had those posters? It was like Echo the Dolphin, but not Echo the Dolphin. It was like it was that weird, yeah, yeah. But they're super blue, and she had three with that had sunglasses on, and then she had another one with no sunglasses on. but had all the crystals and, yeah, yeah. that very like that. I was like dreamscape, yeah. kind of thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I instantly like connected those two, and I was like, <laughs> that's not a thing anymore, and I wish it was still because I always thought that was cool.
0: Well luckily most things come back around as they are right now everybody's wearing ugly jeans and they're going back to doc martin's and you know wh- i'm waiting for the gene coast to come out when that ha- you know so pretty much i think you get a second shot at just about everything yeah
1: i'm <laughs> looking forward to it i get the i get the to live the 90s i never got to live <laughs>
0: yeah that's right um here catch us up in the chat starting from mike malone saying no teaching tonight yes yeah, so, and then we'll uh move on to uh
1: our stuff. Spencer's got a thirteen by seven pork pie brass patina, ain't bad for three hundred. No, I dig it. No, those are cool snare drums. Uh, a friend of mine recently got endorsed by pork pie, which I think was really cool. Um, and those snare drums are super neat. We will have to do that finish, and I like how the guy started making drums like on the side, and then it blew up into what it. Is Today, which is pork pie percussion, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a cool story, isn't that with pretty
0: much what SJC was as well? Like, it was just those two dudes making some kits, and then,
1: yeah, I so still two brothers in their basement, uh, that's what they did. And the next thing you know, uh, they had a weird falling out, and then they got on one of those uh, TV shows because they're about to go bankrupt. Oh, and yeah, and yeah. uh, and then it like turned around, and now they're this
0: massive, oh, yeah, custom drum company. They're not, a, it, it they're a brand statement they're not a drum company they are like you are saying something when you purchase an sjc like because no sjc just looks like uh, whatever sjc always has some kind of cool hoop or something to stand out and then you get into their custom department and they go freaking nuts Yeah,
1: whatever it's like if you can dream it we can build it
0: the first time i ever saw and i'm not saying it was the first time it was done but the first time i ever saw wood acrylic wood was yeah. Those SJC kits. So. Yeah, SJC was doing
1: that, and then Truth did it, too, for a little bit. Uh, and I think whoever it was before Hendrix Drums um, or it might have been them. Another company did that cool. Spawn did yeah, the cool yeah. wood, acrylic wood. I always thought that was a very strange combination. I just thought it looked cool. It looks, uh, yeah. And that was during the time when every bass drum was 20 by 22 <laughs> uh, playing 11 by 12 rack toms uh-huh. and 16, 16, 4 toms. That's <laughs> yeah. all you played was just these long tubes. Not even drums to me. They're just cannons.
0: Sound, pretty much sound cannons. That's it.
1: And then uh, Mike goes, play a concerts, series, in a furniture store. Bizarre but cool event. that is us sound really <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: That's
1: right. Um, we got Darren M. I play a 13 by 4 brass A&F also always like the 13 inch snares
0: i have a question for you darren is that one of those rude boy snares um and if so are you happy with it because i've always wanted like i have a contentious opinion with a and f not to doubt their craftsmanship or anything like that my main gripe with them is the price which to be fair if it's that high of a level of craftsmanship, then the price is going to be high. So I always want to try to get an opinion from somebody that I can talk to about an A N F product. Neither of us have A N F products. Uh, I don't know anybody around here that does. Um, so if you will, let us know your thoughts down in the chat on your little thirteen by four, which I assume is one of those rude boy brass snares. Um, let us know. Um, I would and be I've, very interested. And I've been really digging
1: watching the other hardware stuff. is super cool. I just think it's. I mean, the hardware's a little expensive, but like the like the like the things that we would use, like the kickbone, yeah, and all that stuff. Um, those are a little pricey, but like the hi hat stand, was up in arms about. I'm like, it's a buck fifty, buck sixty. It's like DW's five thousand. Yeah, Anybody is a buck eighty nine. Yeah, it's. I say it's relatively priced, if not even cheaper for a heavy duty seven thousand style esque with the and it collapses. Like at Ben's, like that old Ludwig yeah. Sandus, which
0: I'm... And that was, the hardware was the first thing they put out in a while that I did instantly get mad about because of the price. I was like, well, those are actually fairly priced. But then they jump back up again in price with the next product, which we'll talk about later. Um, so it's like, like I said, it's contentious with me, with them. Not to doubt their whatever. Those drums sound great. They are really nice. Um, and they're designed for the people that can afford... The highest level of craftsmanship, so I get it. But you know, it, it saddens me that most guys like us will never really get to play that stuff because number one, it's not popular enough where everybody has one. Where you're gonna run across one, yeah. And who's gonna, you know, other than the Rude Boys and, and similar pieces like that, you're like eight to a thousand for an A and F snare, and that's a lot of money to drop without knowing anything.
1: Because I, I would love to be able to play one in person because um, all the videos I see they just they still me they sound really good um I'm yeah. a big fan of that uh they called it the fieldy uh where it's single tension yeah. all the drums and I always thought that was and it sounded super cool I saw a bop kit it has that weird like the good like the slap mm-hmm. you, you get from um from a single tension drum I thought that was super cool and I've been having, like, this weird, like, love-hate relationship recently with all their metal kits and cue drums, how they have their metal kits, and I'm like, wow, if I could play in an aggressive rock band, I would get rid of it all and play a galvanized steel. It'd be super heavy, but those kits sound really cool. Yeah. They're, they're definitely different. Um, I know his name's Gun Buns on Instagram. I cannot think of his real name. Uh, he's a big session guy. Um. He got a brand new, decked out steel kit, powder coated red, Mm -hmm. uh, with gold sparkle, uh, tin stripe like inlay in the middle. Nice. Uh, Sounds awesome. And he just got he got some acrylic uh, like concert toms too. He does. Uh, His big thing is that super dead sound for studio guys. Everyone wants just attack with a little bit of tone because you get that's a lot of room to make some guessing is what it's for. sounded killer. So I'm, I'm been kind of like just oggling and and gushing over those cuz they just be the sounds cool and they look really good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we got Mike uh, says thanks boys, it was a nice surprise. Mark said hi fellas. What's up Mark? Mike uh, continues similar thing with uh, Whammy, but it's the whole state. I've been nominated a few times, but the first time I've won. So a nice thing, but obviously changes nothing in my day-to-day. Nice kind of encouragement. Yeah,
0: it's it's a nice little, just a little pick-me-up. You're like, oh, it's cool. But like you said, it doesn't really change anything. You're not going to like, you're not going to make it big all of a sudden just because you won your local, you know. But it is something nice to let you know you worked hard all year. So, like I said, I've always enjoyed the fact that, at those kind of events you see everybody that you don't normally get to see yeah. and it's a fun night of you know probably getting drunk and you know making fun of each other all night but you know that that is the upside of all of that
1: uh, then we got Cosmo Kramer have you guys been seeing the new Zildjian 22 Mega Doom combines their Crash of Doom and Mega Bell Ride weird combination but it sounds really cool you
0: were just talking about that weren't yeah. you
1: yeah cause they just did their uh, like their teaser promotional stuff for it so they have that these things called the Fat Hats and then uh, a 24 inch symphonic ride. Yeah. Um, the Mega Doom to me is really cool because it's just how heavy it is. And I think that Zildjian is definitely uh, trying to up their dark and weird sounding game right now. Metal, pre- or yeah, just
0: anything other than traditional presents.
1: Yeah, because they're, because if you like, look at their stuff currently. That they release that's wonky. You have that. They did their own version of the clapstick with with cuffed bells, so they're louder than everyone else's, mm-hmm. which is I think is a really smart idea. Um, I know Carter McLean was like bashing on Zildjian. I'm like the patents up, dude. People are all making all that stuff. No one, I mean, no one makes gets mad at Reverie
0: Drums for making his yeah. Version and of you it. shouldn't get mad at anybody. It's just an idea. It's not like you came up with a new t- symbol. You just thought of a weird way to stack them together. Yeah. So I don't yeah, I don't think anybody should be getting mad at because like you said, number one when the when the utility pattern runs up, that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But past that, it's like come on, like you I wouldn't relegate you know, I wouldn't say even though they're the ones that came up with it, Sabian should be the only ones to put holes in symbols.
1: Yeah. That's stupid. Everyone puts holes in symbols I think mean, it's it's part of being contemporary now. Yeah. I mean to be in the modern music uh the modern drum scene, that's a big thing is having those clap-like, or you're having mm-hmm. your analog clap, so yep. instead of bringing out a you know, your SPDS or a one-shot roll or whatever, you have that. Big thing is now, you know, the trashy hole cymbals having a, you know, sound with that. Everyone's getting, um, super into, like, low, thuddy drums. It's not like we're gonna go back and yell at all the guys in the 70s, like, you guys are the heads off. You guys were a bunch of idiots, but now we're doing it. Now it's yeah. cool. You know, I think I think it's just to stay uh, in the modern sound, like weird hi hats, yeah, with a bunch of junk on them. You know, it's it's just part of the. It's if you want to stay in the current stream of affairs, it's like the things you got to do. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's folks that are weird. I kind of put myself in like a vein of that. Like I play a 24 inch row with an 18 inch kick. No one
0: freaking does that, that uh that was one of the first <laughs> comments I, we were talking about it, um what drum company was it the one that came up with that infinity snare bed oh Indy. indie drum one of the first comments on that release video was the guy saying very cool idea blah 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 very sad though that you put a patent on it and not mm-hmm. not going to allow anybody else to do it which i would agree like maybe not you know maybe give them a small patent window but after that it's not like you changed drumming you just picked a different radius to do the bed at so eventually i would imagine everybody especially when that patent runs up they're all going to jump on it if it becomes something that's viable we don't really know yet those drums just came out the idea is brand new so it may or may not it may just be one of those passing fads that everybody forgets about or it could change the way completely that everybody does their snare beds um, when, th- when that patent runs out.
1: Yeah, because it, 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 those drums sound really good. And all I like to see, you know, because I think if you take that and run with it, I think that would make all those snoms mm-hmm. a way more viable option. Yeah. Instead of, because you now have a longer, wider bed. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's the entire drum. Because I, th- I would think that would be able to make, because you have a really great tuning range, and I think that no matter what, because the big thing with making floor tom snare drums and all that jazz is getting the right amount of wires to drum and for it to not sound like super gushy. And I think if you could use that, you could still have the integrity of a floor tom. Yeah. And be able to have, you know, a really big snare drum sound without it being that overly gushy, weird mess. No matter what wires like to use, whether if you got a pair of sixteens or you have to get like thirty sixes or yeah. whatever, you know, uh I just think it'd be more viable it does have they put a patent on it because i like to see like someone else like go with and run with it and then it might push i mean i know every drum company kind of has like their niche like ludwig stays with their rock and formula mm-hmm. you want something uh timeless you go Gretsch because they've been doing the same thing for years you want the most modern sound Pearl's got it Tama's aggressive Yamaha is versatile it's called get out. Yeah. No matter no matter what you want, you just got a <laughs> Yamaha and you're covered. It doesn't matter what you want to pick. You could do avant-garde noise rock and Yamaha's like, yeah, we got a kid right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. You know? Um so everyone kinda has like their own thing. And I, and and if that catches on, it might cause some folks to maybe get a little experimental. Yeah. Maybe. Uh if it works out really well, you know.
0: Like I said, but, well I just have to see. It's too new. The idea is too new, and I don't think enough people have gotten it in their hands yet. So, we'll kind of see how that one shakes out. You know, as as time progresses.
1: I'm excited. I mean, he's releasing new stuff, so I'm looking forward to see what he concocts in his mad science lab. That yeah, he's really. Got. <laughs> With all the hardware and stuff, he's but I mean, before you know it, I think he might be having a part and piece for every modern thing to replace and change, which I think would be cool. I want him to release his own lugs. That, that would be cool. that to me. That would be the pinnacle of. Oh, you're playing. Uh, a Ludwig kit, but the the lugs are bad. Well, here's mine that can adjust. Yeah, a universal lug. A universal Holy lug. Holy crap, you know I, he's thinking about it. I think that would be super rad to have a universal, and have like, you know, small, medium, and large. So have one for your club dates, and then have one for like your your tiny boys. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately you'd have to have a single one like your like yeah. Apexes, because those are single point uh, instead of being a double point. Uh, connection point which sucks that's a pain in the butt to get those back straight like pointed down
0: i know no actually not on the on the mapexes and i'll give them this is one you know piece of credit i'll give them each one of those i've taken them off those loves have the the insertion point for the the uh, bolt Um, but they also have a nipple that comes out that pushes into the wood so once you tighten it down like from the factory it puts a little indentation in the wood so when you line it back up it just kind of Falls oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that on that. I was like, oh, that's sm- I mean, that's easy. You know, you're not really messing the drum up because it just pushes in a little bit and yeah. it just gives you. It's a guide. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect.
1: Because my Brass Master does not have that. <laughs> yeah. whenever, whenever I went through and cleaned that and put it right together, I was like, this is going to be a pain in the ass and I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have done this. That's fine. Uh, but you can see how wild it looks now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be cool if Indy eventually gets into that. And then so I'm glad Zildjian's out there. Being innovative and hopefully kind um, of change the they're game. They're innovative
0: sort of. if they're anything.
1: They're I mean, Paul Francis and them are turning out stuff for people to try and see what sticks. I mean, yeah, I cannot knock them. No. Uh, and it's kind of cool that they're kind of diversifying their sound because it's always been it's either A or it's K and then you kind of get like yeah, like small like branches, but now it's like I want like deeper, but I don't want it to be convoluted like minor because that's just. It's too much. It's it's and it's confusing. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one brand where I could swap to, but I would have no idea what to grab first. Like, do you have anything that sounds like a K? Well, we have fifteen different types of Ks. Well, I want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, do you want it to be darker, brighter, trashier, less trashy? want all you want? Full trash can lid, or do you want like new plastic bin? Like i just want to ride man and yeah, that's yeah. When i go back to Zildjian, can i just you get a k stick, medium stick with what you know Yeah, like i get a k medium yeah can i get it heavier K okay, heavy boom you're covered you want it thin that's it we have we three models pick and choose that's it stick with what you know um and then richie uh tpr sound forever i don't understand it it's a dead end every time luckily the big ones and that genre are cheap now that true. is
0: true very
1: true um uh, Spencer goes, haven't seen it, Cosmo, but I'll check it out. I want to acquire one of Stanton Moore's new Lunar Crashes. It's pretty dry, and I think all that is, uh, what I've... I sur- uh, can't think of how to say, pronounce the word correctly. Uh, what I've surmised, I guess, um, is that it's just a cake rope with that weird hammering he has in all of his symbols yeah. that he's got. He
0: has a certain thing that he likes. He likes the... Uh the crash with the huge hammer marks. The big Pang thing. Um, he likes something to have a China-esque lip on it. Yep. Um, and that's what I was wondering. I was wondering what those fat hats were when Zildjian announced them. I was like, did he just give them the specs for his what's always been called a call to fat hat? Yeah. No matter who makes it, if it was Bosphorus, if it was Crescent, and now Zildjian, Stanton's always had a fat hat. So I, w- I was wondering if that's what that was. And they just weren't going to put on there stand more signature they just decided well this is just his th- that model and we'll just call it the fat hat because yeah, it comes in 14 and 15 inch
1: and but I haven't seen any videos about them so I have no idea yeah what they're supposed to be
0: um we'll have to see but I was wa- I was wondering if that was kind of
1: yeah it's the one video they haven't put out yet of any playing yeah because you got the ride and you have the the mega doom but there's nothing for that yet um so we'll see uh Richie goes ah wham I forgot Milwaukee. Sorry about those brewers, by the way. I watched since the minor league team is in Biloxi.
0: That's right. Richie is a big baseball guy. I do remember that. Myself, not so much. But, yeah, I always remember Richie was very heavy into baseball. And we do have, I don't know how they perform, but they have a nice stadium, so we have a nice team here. I don't know whether they're worth the crap or not, but you can go watch a game and eat a hot dog right by the beach, which is cool. Yeah, so I've always thought that was neat. I've never been whether they're any good, but I don't know
1: and yeah, I don't really care um, Mike Miller those 20 by 22 bass drums were the buy one get one bargain of drums That's right. You just have to cut it in half and you have two reasonably sized <laughs> <Nice>. kicks <laughs> That would be like I would love to see the dude like I need double kicks We'll just cut your bass drum in half and then like just the wheels like Slowly turning, like it's creaking, and then the light finally comes on. Like, yeah, I have so much real estate (laughs) because you're taking. I think you're you're taking no less room than what you were before because we cut in half. You can make one of those into two. That'd be yeah. (laughs) It's like you're playing a metal band now, no longer in the punk music. We've gotten heavier, so now I just cut my kick into half, and I now have double bass drums.
0: Yep, there you go, Alex Van Halen. That's
1: it. <laughs> uh, Mike goes those new A and throws. No, no, no,
0: Skip. Um, right. You jump past. What did? Le- what is Lisa Frank dolphins? What is that? Oh, uh, Lisa Frank dolphins. I was, I was talking about the dolphins like my sister's room. Oh, the sh-
1: Okay, that's it, right. It's in that same style. Like it's in that same similar. I gotta find. I, gotcha. I gotta find one of those posters. I think my grandma might still have one at her house of just like a dolphin in sunglasses, like Ray Bans, mm-hmm. uh, underwater with like. A turtle like swimming, but like the turtle's like super realistic mm-hmm. and the dolphin's like slight smirk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. The uh,
0: only reason I had you skip his comment is because we're about to talk about it. So yeah. I'll, we'll bring it up when we get to that point.
1: Uh, Spencer said my 70s Ludwig six plyer are my desert island drums. Ludwig for life, baby. That's
0: right. Ludwigs
1: are cool. Uh, not as cool as Gritch. And That's the hill I'm going to die on until someone else blows me away.
0: It's all right. Everybody's got that hill.
1: Uh, David Zapartnant just heard that Paul Francis is no longer Zildjian.
0: What? I saw the comment. I was waiting for your reaction. I didn't know that happened. What? You're the big Zildjian guy, and that's your boy. That's like Mark Love leaving
1: Sabian. I guess wherever he's going, that's where I'm going, too. I mean, Zildjian's great, but... Um,
0: Where did you hear that, David? Uh, yeah, I'm going you 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 to I need
1: you to cite your sources. I'm going to need at least three, <laughs> three, yeah, you three just reputable Jared sources. <laughs> God, ah, uh, that sucks. Because Paul's been there for at least 30 years, I think. I think he's been there for, th- and then that's just a... <sighs>
0: yeah, that's like I said, that's like Mark Love leading Saving. That's like your head guy that really knows everything. That
1: dude's more Zildjian than Zildjian is. You're yeah, really? right. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, the put it... Uh, I'm feeling like heartbroken, like I don't know.
0: Let us know, David, where'd you, where'd you hear that? I'd yeah, be very interested. Where'd uh, you read, check, check
1: the Zildjian. Oh, okay. I'll, I will have to go on the website. Uh, Mike Malone sorry Spencer I'm here on the same hill as <laughs> <and Ty. laughs> that's great. we'll be back to back holding our
0: uh, oh, there's another Ludwig Josh what, Re- weighing in with the Ludwig alright in the chat everybody <laughs> let us know if you haven't already Ludwig or Gretch this is the flash poll for the day we need to know it, well, it, it, you don't have to even own one you've probably played one of before Ludwig or Gretch that's the big question of the day uh, I'm a Ludwig guy Uh, Jarrett's a big Gretsch guy. I love them both. I've owned both. I've had a round badge Gretsch. I've had seven or eight Catalina clubs in different colors. I've had my vintage, the Breakbeats, and a vintage uh, Vistalite. So I'm ludwig only because that's what i grew up with yeah great you know there was no chance of a gretch ending up in this house that w- this kit more than likely was bought during Beetlemania, yeah like literally like not obviously not the same color because it's moose sparkle but that was those kits that they put out when it was like 24 hours a day in the factory because they just couldn't keep up with the demand yeah, for I those kits
1: I've, I've, that was such a cool podcast to listen to on on uh on the Drum History podcast was the whole like they they, they had to get like a new switchboard and then they had to get more folks for the mailroom because they're just getting flooded with like I want that Ed Sullivan kit I want that and they're like what the hell are we supposed to do now no one knew about us and now we're
0: we're the next big thing now they're the biggest thing Uh, Mike of course said Gretch Richie said Gretch out of the two. Um oh uh, Mike Dave, Mike goes Gretch again. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dave Spartan <laughs> says the news is out there, Jared, gone since the first of the year. Um Frank Gretch, Mike you can't keep voting, Mike. It doesn't it doesn't help your 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 tally here. <laughs> you can keep you can stop saying Gretsch. Um, so it's settled then right? Uh, Cameron Gretsch and Spencer Ludwig. Um, well, actually, you're probably right. There's more Gretsch in the chat than there is Ludwig, but I think we can all agree two fine companies that have put out two fine products. You look like you're still bewildered about the because
1: uh, he he just did a thing the other day on his Instagram of like playing with this bandit, and he's like, here's all of my Zojan and stuff, and then the catalog, and he just...
0: I'm like... Mm. Richie, Richie says, it's okay. Everyone is still invited to Legacy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you. <laughs> where is... Uh, when you need him for this... Um, uh, uh, for this instance in the chat, where is... Um, um, I'm drawing a blank. From the UK. Oh, Charlie. Yeah, where's Charlie? Charlie would be like, actually... <laughs> yeah he'd have the article pulled up by now in yeah. everything got it we'll have to we will definitely have to get to the bottom of some feel
1: like Tina Turner right now, but it's the opposite of <laughs> Proud Mary. The big wheels do not keep on turning; they're stuck right now, they're gridlocked <laughs>
0: We will get to the bottom of this um so apparently Gretsch has won, Gretsch is the king, um which is I'm okay with that, you know um they're both great companies, you know just a di- really a different sound. Like, they don't even yeah. sound the same to me, so it's not even about better or best. It's just, if you like this sound, you go with the Gretsch. If you want this sound, you go with the Ludwig. Real simple. Um, and Richie did say, it's okay. Everyone is still invited to... Legacy Thanksgiving, no matter what your choices or preferences. Everyone bring a covered dish. That's right. Everybody bring a covered dish. <laughs> no, no fruit salad and no fruit cake. So, I, the th- thing is, I like fruit salad and I, I don't also- care. This is my. We're in my house. <laughs> we will. There will be no fruit salad, and if you put shaved coconuts on anything, I'm throwing you out of the party. Just give it to me instead. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: I'll take all the fruit salad, and I love fruit cakes. You could just. Well, you can go you can sit just, outside. You can, you can, you can just sit at the kitty table. I'll do a line. need all that. I'll do a. Like, it's like a brick. I'll do a line of of uh, a <laughs> fruit cake. It's so good. My grandma makes it every year. My nana. It's the
0: best. Uh, Mike apparently is going to be bringing his Gretsch gravy to Legacy Thanksgiving. So everybody's going to have to come up with something to bring. What is? Uh, let's see what Thanksgiving <laughs> is on this year. Is it? Is that one of those ones that's always a Thursday? Is that what it is? Am I right? I think so. There it is, Thursday, the 25th. So, obviously, we will not be coming to you live that day, um, but we'll figure it out.
1: I'll definitely be at work that day.
0: We will figure that one out and figure out how we can do um, Legacy Thanksgiving. As you can see by our little trick-or-treat bucket up here, we are still in the spooky season, building up to Halloween. I think I have a gig on, let me look, whatever... uh,
1: and Richie just uh just looked. Paul Francis LinkedIn says he ended his employment with
0: Zildjian. Oh, that's how you know it's official. Yeah, really? So, th- okay, so Sunday is um actual Halloween. Sunday, p- yeah, uh, or next, next, Sunday. next Sunday. Um, I'll be playing the night before, so we're getting ready for the spooky season. I haven't bought any candy yet. The bucket is still bare and empty.
1: I've never, I don't know if mom, I've always been at work. Um, and I've never... Last time I trick-or-treated, I think, was second grade. It's the last time I went on Oh, I can't even
0: remember. I'm old. Uh, Gretsch Gravy. patented it, is what Spencer says. Hey, you better get on there, but somebody's going to steal it nowadays. Um, Paul saw this on some drum forum. His LinkedIn shows the embedded employment at Zildjian January 21. Okay. I cannot believe it's been the first of the year, and I've somehow missed it, because he's done... Well, they could have backlogged all those videos and stuff and just had him... Sh- like, they were just like, all right, before you leave... All the stuff you just created, we obviously need promos for. So he probably did that before he left. Been bim freaking boozled. I want that's I'm weird. So I, heartbroken, right? Because he you only now. got two two options here. Well, three. A he's retiring. Which how old is he? Uh is he old old or is he just He's older, but I wouldn't old. old old. Yeah. Okay, so he's either retiring, maybe, he's going to a different company. I would say highly unlikely, because if he's been with, you know, and um, you ever he- you never heard him bitching online about, oh, Zildon, uh, you know, yeah. so I would imagine he was fairly happy, or what may be the most likely thing, he's starting his own company. That'd be cool.
1: I would, uh, I would jump ship and play some PF Originals.
0: PF Kangs? I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. PF Chang a lang a lang. I
1: hate puns. <laughs> I despise puns. That's the worst. It's the lowest form of humor.
0: <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> I know, I just had to do it. It just popped in my head immediately. And literally they make the China Kang, so it was perfect like <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, one more in the chat, and then we can get to our stuff. Grandma's Gretsch Great
1: Sound Gravy featuring that famous silver sealer coming Thanksgiving.
0: That's right. And what's the one above it uh, uh, from Michael Gardino?
1: What Wiggly... Well, no. I. What Wiggy, I have the key. Stone Axe Them, amongst many other drum sets, they are the top. Oh, Keith oh. oh. Stone. <laughs> I am. I uh, thought
0: you were talking about some weird metal band. That's yeah, what I, I saw. Yeah,
1: I, I could not put Keystone because I'm <laughs> used to seeing it together. So separately, I'm thinking, I've never heard of this. Yeah, Keystone for life. Smooth like Keystone. That's right. <laughs> um, we'll just, As a drummer, how do you move the band forward? I really don't know chords of progression, but can I make demos in my doll all day? Uh, check out. What's his face? Uh, Rick Beato has a great course book right now on sale for 50 uh, and 25% off.
0: I mean, not obviously he's smart. He can teach really well.
1: Yeah, it's helped me um, as the effort I've been putting into it. It's helped me some kind of knowing what goes on. Like you can build a major chord with pencils, um, how he breaks it down. And, uh, And you can just start there. I mean, I wrote a little chord for. I mean, there's stuff that he talked about in his last video. Is like, how do you like get into like writing and like understanding? Yeah. What's going on? And he breaks down. I mean, he mean pulls out a ruler and three pencils, and he plays like here's a major chord, and then he goes through all the different modes of of a C major. Then you get into like, and here's your diminished because it, but still just same three pencils mm-hmm. going down the uh, down your C scale, uh, or the key of C, however you want to think about it. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, I know you have all your different like modes, like your frigid and yeah, you're getting too deep. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. The but, point but being, yeah, is. But
1: that's just, but that I was gonna run about it, that's just shifting over a note and playing that whole scale from there. Yeah, yeah. To there. And it's, to me, it's in my mind, it's a similar thing. It's like, okay, well, you're still here. You move it over. That's just a different chord and from a different name. Uh, but it's, it's fancier <laughs> mm-hmm. just because it's just it's not a, this chord now. It's like a I think it's a C major or whatever. And then you go into, like, into a minor. Three Steps Down. I can't remember. It's it's still new to me, but... Um, but,
0: no, that, that's a good resource for that. Um, I would imagine you could probably learn, learn a great deal just from watching Rick Beato's channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, most of those people out there have courses, and I would imagine... Because um, I, I bought a couple in my life, and I was always kind of like not nervous but apprehensive about buying a course because what if it sucks yeah. i would imagine anything from rick beato is probably really good and really worth the money
1: and he has his ear training video too as well i mean his ear training um book as well that he goes through so i would i haven't gotten a chance to buy them but knowing rick and how well his little like 30 to like 100, or no, thirty to his hour long uh like mini master classes his streams that he does Mm -hmm. chuck was whole so much information Like you could just watch one of his streams um spencer and get a deal with and uh the big part of it is just getting in there uh and just doing it um that's i think a lot of guys like my friend taylor who plays guitar he's been just been playing guitar for so long he didn't know what chords were i mean he knew that it's yeah, my fingers did this and it made sense, but knowing how they work, I think a lot of it. I know what I've been talking with Mike about it. He's like, just learn a song, just learn how to play a song. Doesn't matter, you know, and then just go from it, and then you'll start to kind of like pick up what makes sense here and there. Yeah. Why does it sound bad? Like most
0: things, just start. Yeah. Stop. Don't and don't overthink don't, it. Don't do yeah. a month of prep. Just go. Yeah. You'll pick up the rest as you go.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna jump ship uh with dakota's bass on sunday uh when i get it from him and and just play a bunch of fun songs and just see have fun yeah that's the main uh, main thing and then just kind of see what uh what goes from there and then i'll refinish it for him but Mm -hmm. big thing for me is just to get on it and and have some melody in my life there you go that's that's all you need that's booming
0: you have fun and you'll be good
1: yeah um and then Richie goes, maybe he's going to Istanbul to become the new gateway guardian to the smelter. That'd be cool. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Spencer goes, our basis and keyboard play video games more than practice. I understand that. That is super tough uh, to deal with. That's just going to have to be a tough talk.
0: That's just, yeah, that's and just the, you know, it's that's dealing with people.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just going have to have to have a talk or just got to find other guys or... I mean, I mean, doing your own thing is always tough. True, you have to, you know, start. From, that's a. I think it's the one thing I've always regretted um, is not spending enough time, like, on the mallet instrument to know what any of that stuff. Is. Because I was just sat in the back and goofed off, and I was way better at playing snare drum. So I just kind of always got thrown into. into yeah, now that. if you
0: wanted to try it out, that's too too expensive of a of an investment. Yeah, well, I guess you could probably get the Pearl. Uh, What's it called?
1: Mallet station? Yeah, I yeah. want it you know, if it, something I could, you know...
0: There's you options. I guess it yeah, it's yeah. not... You're not... Because, like, uh, I would say the only other option is, you know, I don't even know how much those things are. But imagine they're up into three to $6,000 for a, uh, a real, yeah. you know, nice set of mallets.
1: Like, it would be cool to, like, learn how to play piano and then translate that to playing mallet instruments again. Mm-hmm. I've always loved vibraphone. I've always think it's think it's underutilized in modern music i think it'd be super cool to be able to have like because a friend of mine he has a like a jazz quartet uh, that goes around sometimes um named nathan sanders he's getting his doctorate right now at uh usm for music very proud of him for that but he plays um vibraphone in his jazz group i think it's, it sounds so good uh, he also plays steel pan too like he deep dove into that uh, from Booten, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten some gigs and doing stuff like that and I always think it's super cool to be able to like, oh yeah, I can play Kit, but do you want to hear, you know, kind of blue with four mallets? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's cool. Like, and you have that cool color space to play with. You're not just like, that's oh, it's a piano. It's mm-hmm. like, I always thought vibraphone has had a, a cooler timbre yeah, than good. other chordal instruments. I'd much rather play like, in a trio with like kit vibraphone and like a guitar bass or something, then I would ever have another like melodic. I, you'd have voice. my attention. Yeah. Um. Then we got David Bygum. What's up, guys? What is up, David? Uh, David Huckstep. Gretsch all the way. Both. Uh, both my kits are Gretsch. Uh, we got Spencer says. Do you set goals in your band? Uh, our we had some goals set, and then our singer quit. And so we're back to the drawing board with setting goals, but uh, but yeah, y'all. Yeah. I
0: mean, you, you would tell me about things y'all were doing. Y'all were always goal oriented.
1: Yeah, uh, big thing is to set small ones. Don't set anything like wild, mm-hmm. or like or like long term. Um, it's I mean it's good to have a long term goal, but I think the big thing is have attainable small short term goals to where you can feel the progress. Yeah. It's more of a mind thing at that point. Um, like Sunday, my band since we're getting back together since Taylor had COVID we're going to I have like a whole little like list of things I want to talk about it's like we need to address that Tom's no longer with us so anyone who calls us and asks for coming in and sitting in and playing that will have to be like a, a hard no for now uh, what do we want to do moving forward um, we have an idea but really sit down and figure it out because we just kind of jammed last time before I and mean, we wrote a song which was cool um, and then just kind of you know how do you want to move forward do we want to try to do like a cover band thing with the three of us um see how that works or just stick to originals you know and then you know i'm also not opposed to just doing the internet band thing yeah like you just put your tunes out and then play like a little bit here and there and just well, see.
0: i would agree with like what you said is just set small goals you know you can achieve don't try to set some big insurmountable goal. It's just going to let you down in the end. If you just set yeah. a, a, a thousand tiny victories, is is better than like two or three huge failures. Yeah. So I would say you know just set small goals and and just t- you know I don't know how old you are, Spencer, but I would imagine you're not that old, so you have time. It's not like you know you're rushing to get anywhere. So I would say just be patient with it, and that's that's kind of the main thing is be patient, and things will happen at their natural pace.
1: Um, Spencer goes, cool. breed of drums now include Tiny Talks about melody.
0: (laughs) That's Richie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tiny Melody Talks here is one of the new segments. Yeah. Um, Jarrett, this is from Mike. You should check out the we trio that is w-e-e trio i've seen them play a few times great vibes trio also the new standards is a cool vibes trio but like pop songs and stuff too so check out the we trio w-e-e and the new standards two vibe oriented trios that's very cool dope all boys love vibes nice um okay well let's go ahead because we're we well, yeah we're running long today. Um, let's go ahead and get into our viewer submissions for the week. Jared, you should have photos. Um, so I got Josh lined up. If if I, I thought I thought I put everything in there. Photo photo photo. Josh's yes. description. Okay. That's Mike's. There's oh there's Josh.
1: Okay.
0: All right. This is the viewer submission for the week from Josh Breslow, the bespoke drummer himself.
1: Hello everybody. This week I'm sharing a new upcycled snare drum I finished on Wednesday. After reflecting on the feedback I got from the St. Louis Drum Show, I'm working on a series of snare drums and small kick drums. They will be drums I can sell at the Chicago Drum Show in May or ship more affordably. A teacher I work with gave me a bag full of number stickers. Her dad was an electrician and she had no use for them anymore. I'm thinking about doing a whole kit like this but incorporating a strip of different colored numbers. What does everyone think? Thanks, Josh.
0: Well, as usual, it came out very clean. There's a close-up on it.
1: I already have a great idea for you, uh, Josh. <laughs> I'm going to take this right now. Um, it's, it's super meta. So what you should do, if you do another one with numbers, is that you should do, until you run out, do a pi. Pie. There you go. And here's that why it's a cool idea. And here's why. Because you use pi to find the circumference of what class? A circle. <laughs> and what are drums made out of? Uh, wood, a in perfect form circle. in the shape of circles. So Pythagorean theorem all the way around until you run out. I think that'd be super cool. Just find a starting point. Like Yeah, no,
0: I think that's yeah. that's an awesome idea.
1: Yeah, and then I think that'd be super cool. Make sure you put the dot so people know it's three point one four. I think it's, it's seven and then that, and it keeps repeating so
0: yeah you can you just, you just keep going until you run right out of numbers yeah that would be the perfect idea so there's your next idea Josh but yeah this came out super clean what was that is that what is the drum is that just an off brand drum that's what it looks like from the um from the close up on the legs but you can even see where he lined up the stickers like it's lined up nice and it's all nice and even with a nice, what is that, black suede from Evans on there? Yeah. Or on, what onyx? Yeah, that's onyx. Called. Yeah. Um, black so, suede's Remo. Yeah. yeah, um, So it came out super clean, and this is one of your lighter projects, so you didn't have to deal with rewrapping or redoing five, six drums. This was probably an easy project for you. So yeah, a nice clean presentation there. Looks good. And then I agree with um, with Jared. You uh you need to make a pie snare drum. That would be super yeah. cool, and you could find because you know you're Josh. You could find some cool font or, uh, you know, whatever style you did the numbers in. I'm sure it would look really cool. So, the, I would love to see that as well. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be a very cool.
0: There's idea. your there's your commission from uh, from Jared.
1: Yeah, uh, the only proceeds I will take from it is just uh, you to keep tuning in and being our friend.
0: There you go, and that's it. That's an easy payment. So, thank you, Josh, for. Sending that awesome drum in looks good, but it sounds even better um and then I believe next we have Malone, which I didn't read his description. I just looked at the pictures, um, yeah. so I'm interested to see how he came across what he's about to
1: show. We've been uh discussing this for a while, so I'm glad he uh finally got it and I'm nice here we go, hey guys uh <laughs> nope, not the word he said at all. Been a while since I <laughs> since I had submitted uh, anything, but I figured until I have some more projects to share, I could share this new kit I picked up this week. I know Jared has mentioned it on the show, but I've been on the hunt for a used Tama SLP Fat Spruce kit to use for gigs with my funk band. I want something a little more presence on stage before it hits the mics, and I got this set up from my trusty Catalina Club. I got a 12, nope, 20 by 14, 12 by 8 with the DTS style mount, of course, and a 14 by 14 floor tom. I know it's not a Gretsch kit, so don't tell anybody. Da da dot. I got a decent deal, and the shop I ordered from asked what heads I preferred and sent it out with brand new heads to my preference, so I guess that makes up for the little bit of extra price I had to pay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, struggling to find a matching tom arm for it online, but until then, I'll use a non-matching one.
0: yeah i know you had spoke about that fat spruce before um something you were i mean at least slightly interested in which i i admit i think the and i like just about everything that's come out of that slp division yeah um of course Tama puts out great stuff and this was like more of like a focused attempt from them to not be so Tama. yeah um so And the the videos I've seen it sounded really good and I've heard really good reviews about the kit and it's a sharp looking kit
1: yeah I know and what uh, we mentioned a while back I talked with Mike some a lot of guys that play jazz play these which I think is so weird Mm -hmm. Um, like uh, Ulysses Owens Jr. for a while that was his kit was playing the spruce Um, some other dude uh, across the way uh, he's endorsed by Meinl he plays a think this one uh if i'm not mistaken it's either that or he, he, he swaps between this one he has a bright yellow stark classic he plays as well but those kits are super cool um i know that the idea behind this kit for mike was this is always in bags this is not get brought up for lessons ready this to is, go this is we're playing here cool this just goes right to the gig comes back and it goes right back to its spot it's just it's there and that's for the uh I'm blanking on what the the Pocket Kings, mm-hmm. his funk group that he's in. And so I think that'd be that's a pretty sweet setup, uh, just to be able to good looking kit for sure. Grab and go. Uh-huh. I know there's a little bit of Tom Rash, I know, but I think it's on a spot you can't see. Um I know we were talking about uh haggling for prices, mm-hmm. trying to get it lower. And it's been the same shop, uh whatever that the guy uh got it from. But I think it's super cool they gave you heads because I didn't know that.
0: That is very cool and heads of choice. Yeah, like I don't know what he obviously that looks like a Evans something on the front. Um, I know his kick setup.
1: I know it's definitely gonna have an aquarium for the kick drum,
0: like a regulator or something.
1: Uh, he always uses the uh, super kicks for his. Uh, I mean, for the front regulator. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, no, the front I think is an Evans. Unless he pulled the...
0: It looks like an Evans, but I'm sure he'll let us know in the chat. But yeah, it's a super good-looking kit, and like for what he's intending to use it for, I think it'll serve its purpose perfectly.
1: Yeah, and it's the sizes he likes to play, so it's... And you can't really beat twenty, twelve, fourteen. 12, Uh-uh. It's, it's good. It's universal. It goes with everything. And you can get a 14 to sound low. You can get a 12 to get low, too, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that came out super nice, and that's a nice little acquisition so i'm sure we'll get a clip here sometime in the near future of him playing it hopefully um so thank you mike for sending that in with yeah it has been a, a little while since we've had a submission from him so thank you very much
1: i am at a mic right now he mentioned to me earlier today that he has something coming in tomorrow and he won't tell me what it is
0: that's okay you're gonna keep some secrets Make no a surprise no not,
1: that, <laughs> i require no secrets I don't give him any secrets. <laughs> I tell him if I'm getting something, and he tells me I'm either wrong yeah, or I'm upset, right. upset Jarrett. It's been a very upsetting day for me. My heart is broken. I even know Paul Francis. This is... We're now 10 months into the year. It's been almost a year now, and I'm just now finding out. This is why I would never do one well in a relationship, because I didn't even know it's ended. It's already been gone. been in the wind. What's that song? Dust yep. in the wind. Gone forever aaron hernandez <laughs> oh. it's a there's a joke that someone made and if always just takes up space mm-hmm. rent free
0: mm-hmm. um well anyway thank you mike for sending that in and the last one which i saw uh he sent this in fairly recently like early, later in the week Um, Looks really good, and I'm excited about this. This is going to be Mark Whitman's.
1: I saw the Instagram post, and I was like, this is dope, (laughs) Mark.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm super uh, psyched about this. So here is Mark's uh, submission for the week.
1: He goes, you all talked about this past show about changing up acrylites and the horror discourse from the Ludwig purists on the blue one shown in the YouTube video. And I mentioned I was going to paint one hammered bronze. Well, here it is. I replaced the lugs with two blugs, and I sanded and painted the shell, as well as changed out the heads and replaced the original snare wires. Paid thirty bucks for this drum, and now I have about ninety in it. It's still not bad. And as I mentioned before, f folks who want to say I'm wrong, I already have an <laughs> acolyte, so why not have, so
0: why have two the same, Mark? First off, I would like to say, I think the finish came out absolutely, and I mean dot, 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 absolutely perfect. This looks like mother effin' factory. That looks really good. Like, Mark, seriously? Like, okay, there we have a typical blue and all badge acrylite. Like, that looks like it's the shinier finish, the lacquered one. Yeah. Um, And then there okay there's at painting which now you're starting to see and this is the one for me like that re- look look how evenly that came out and how clean the lines are where he taped off over the re- you know the, the ridge of the shell like that really came out super nice like major props to you mark on this one there's your money shot that is a smart looking acrylite for sure Like, I would be completely happy with that. And that's one of those ones, like you were saying, Mark, if somebody wants to gripe about this, that, or the other, two thumbs up. I mean, seriously, (laughs) drop the mic and walk out because that is one mother effing sharp looking snare. And it came out really good. Like, seriously. It looks dope. That looks like factory clean to me. Um, like I said you get to the is it this picture yeah I mean look at that I can't zoom in but Jesus it looks like that was sprayed on factory style
1: and so. I like how you keep the inside to the yeah, uh, uh-huh. the the silver uh whatever color you want to call that the the aluminum uh, on the inside is still the way it is so that's a cool so you like you turn the drum inside out oh is it a copper drum nope Mm-mm. it's just an arylide baby mm-hmm. it's not some weird Copperphonic, whatever they did anything with, and there's
0: that, like I said, there's your money shot. It looks that really does look good. Like I, I I'm, I'm impressed with the, with how good that came out. And now, you, now you have a very cool and very custom acrylite. You know, I've seen some, you know, like the we were talking about the guy doing the blue one. That that color looks like something that they may have put out at some point. Like that could have been one of the colors.
1: That could have been the catalog, for yeah. That sure. could yeah. have been a. Here's our, uh, you know, whatever anniversary. Here's a acrylite we did. Uh-huh. Pays homage to blah, blah, blah. That's
0: dope. Really good job. Serious round of applause for Mark. Um, that one came out so freaking nice. I'm sure, and, and of course, it's an acrylite, so you know it sounds good. Always. Um,
1: it's it's. I've fallen in love with the one i gotten from Mike. Um, it's just the most snare, snare you could... You could have i everybody should
0: own some sort of uh aluminum snare i that is my firm opinion
1: that it's nice. I'm super glad uh that I got one, and I think it's awesome that uh Mark went through and did a true number on that one uh-huh 'cause yeah, I would think it it looks cool uh seeing guys that put the tube lugs on those acrolites.
0: classes everything up, yeah. Like, for serious. So, major props to you, Mark. Thank you to Joshua Breslow, the bespoke drummer himself, to Mike Malone, and to Mark for their entries this week. That was three really good entries. I mean, they're always good. We always enjoy what y'all show. But that was three really cool entries for the week. A custom piece, a really modern piece, and then a DIY project by Mark that came out. I I really can't get over, Mark, how well that came out, so thank you to all three of you that sent in for this week. Mark and Josh always just bring the heat. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Um, And and remember that if you want to put anything on this show, it doesn't have to be something new. It doesn't have to be something you're fixing. If you just want to show off your current snare drum or, you know, anything like that, all you have to do is send your pictures into beardedrums at gmail.com. You can send me photos. You can send me a video, but keep it under 30 seconds so that you can actually send it to me. So we don't have to do Dropbox or something. So if you keep it short, it shouldn't be a problem. And if you're taking photos, remember to hold your phone. Landscape, not up and down. And if you want to send anything to Jarrett or myself through Instagram, Jarrett is at J underscore rat. And I am at S Nelson underscore junior. So, again, thank you to everybody who sent in their stuff today. We really do appreciate it. And that all that stuff looked really cool. Um, catch us up in the chat before we move on to the uh, next segment. Richie
1: goes, the Maruma Twins, my friends Machi and Mochi, and it helps that they're cute Japanese sisters. Nice. And then um, we got Spencer says, check out Boob, Band of Other Brothers, Keith Carlock on drums. Ooh. Um, somebody check out well, that's cool and then spencer goes i like the kit mike cool mark and then josh has love it mark yeah and really mark says uh thanks you're too kind um breslow says that is a 25 dollar music go around fine oh for nice that for that kit nice I mean, for that snare drum mm-hmm. um cameron dean says cool uh, Richie says, Razor Sharp, bro. Richie goes, Great submissions, everyone. Fist bump yourselves in the mirror today. <laughs> uh, Mark goes, Nothing like a can of Rostolium. There you go.
0: <laughs> Really
1: good for the really good <laughs> rattle can job for sure. <laughs> um, and then Cameron goes, Great job, by all.
0: Yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, round of applause for everybody today. Yeah, pat yourself on the back. You deserve that extra cookie today. That is, yeah. that is right. Um, now we have, uh, oh, yeah, I got some more pictures. So we were kind of talking about earlier, and I cut you. Off, I'll make sure to go back. Let me find the comment. Oh, from uh huh, from Mike. From Mike, I don't know how far. Okay, here it is. I got it. Okay, um, so. We we're kind of talking about it earlier, and this also kind of goes along with new gear for the week. If you don't know, A Drum Company, who we we're talking about earlier, is now releasing some throne tops—not the the tripod stand that your throne sits on, but just the tops part. And I managed to pull some images. Um, I don't remember the pricing. I think Jarrett knows. It's three forty nine. Okay, so there is one shot. Of the top, And they have, like, different patterns for the tops of the seats. I couldn't, because these are so new, I couldn't find that many images, and it was actually kind of quite hard to try to rip these off of Instagram. I didn't want to do that, so I, this is what I could find on Google. Um, But this is the top shot of one of, and I'm sure they all have some kind of goofy name. Well,
1: it's two. Uh, they have two of them, and I think that one's called, well, the top was called the Jonesy. Uh-huh. And I cannot remember the specific name, but it's modeled after the old Triumph. Okay, here's Um, both of them. Yeah, so uh, you have the Triumph motorcycle seat inspired on the left, and then the right is the Harley Davidson inspired. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so that's the that's a nice tie-in. Yeah, so that's the the uh, the feel and look uh, that they were going for for these two. Um, It uses Tempur-Pedic foam for the inside. Uh, for your cushion, that is uh, saddle grade Italian leather. If I remember the, the, the I know it's Italian, but I think it's, isn't that a grade, what, saddle grade, right? Yeah, saddle yeah. grade. Yeah, so it's saddle grade, so it's made to be like worn and torn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they made, and he said he made sure that, you know, when you sweat, it, you won't have the dye and stuff on your pants oh, when yeah, you get done. Yeah, yeah. He's like, because I know that's probably an issue for some people uh-huh. thinking, um, I want to see how well
0: that holds up. Yeah. for sure. It, well, and plus, it... like you said, three forty nine is not nothing. Yeah. Um, where it was Mike's uh, comment? Those new A and F thrones do not fall into the price conscious category, though, which is like I was just saying. Yeah. It seems like they do something that's way overpriced, and then the hardware came out, and it was fairly priced now we're back to the thrones which i think i mean granted it's not that i think they're overpriced i'm sure they are paying a lot of money for a good saddle gray leather and this is their company they're sewing these seats yeah somebody is not making these seats for a and f they're making these out of that same room that they make the drums in so i get that they're going to be expensive but um kind of what mike says in his comment um i wanted one but just can't afford that and I've most people yeah, because I
1: want one as well. Because um, just the construction and the idea behind it, I think, is super cool. So you just get just the top, and there's no mounting hardware. And the idea behind it is so you have the cushion, you have the leather, and then you have a big piece of teak at the bottom. They give you four wood screws, and then they have that that cool canvas they use for their snare bags. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have that on the bottom of it. And so what's your... Made what they're, what they're designed to do is that you take whatever thrown um, mounting device you like um, for whatever particular brand you like and you just rip it off. You go through and they even have, uh, there's a guide on those that he shows in the video where they have dead center marked. So all you got to do is just line up dead center to yeah. your mounting hardware and then you mark your holes <laughs> and then you drill and then now you have uh, a custom fitted yeah. seat to whatever. Your rock and sock. Yeah, yeah, your rock and sock, your DW airlift, your head, whatever they use. And he was even, he even talked like, if you want to put this on one of your old vintage stands, so you have a whole, like, cohesive look. Um, like if you like to use the old Rogers or Slingerland. And I'm like, that would be really cool. I don't know how. It would hold up, but like if you wanted to go like super ultra light, you get one of those old vintage like mm-hmm. the cool tripod stands, yep. and then you get take the hardware off of that seat would suck. You put it on that, that would probably be pretty comfortable and pretty slick too. Because I mean, the heaviest part of your setup now of your throne is just the, yeah. the top, because you just you have that. Because those are super light, anything like those um, little stands I got from you. So I think it's cool, but just the price hurts that's the only thing 350 for just a top that is rough
0: that is rough not to say it's not worth it but that's that's a lot of money yeah um, I bought a brand new pearl throne and it was 200 bucks the yeah. whole thing. You know, and they have their special, oh, look at us, pimperpedic ish, whatever, you know, uh, which Richie is saying, by the way. I bought a new bicycle seat a few weeks ago. I don't drive here, so I'm on it all the time. I bought a spine friendly one with the hole down the center, and it's amazing. I hate I never bought a Carmichael throne or something like that. Well, it's a good thing that you didn't buy a Carmichael throne because apparently he's a racist and we're not supposed to buy his gear. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember when that came out. It was fairly recently, but apparently. Uh, whatever Carmichael, is, whatever his name is, is a racist, so don't buy <laughs> Carmichael Thrones. I think that's the main takeaway that I got from all that. Um, Spencer says it looks great, but I wouldn't pay three fifty. I wouldn't either. I'm sorry. That would not... It's just not... I'm not that attuned to everything being hyper-customized on the kit to drop that much money on it. Just a top. I think if, for me...
1: I would wanna sit on one first before I'm before I'm super split on it. 'Cause if it's if it's comfortable then I mean if you're I don't play as long as Steven does currently, but if you're pulling those three, four hour sets and that's and that's comfort, I mean I know when I did a wedding gig in college, I really didn't get to leave. I mean I played, and I got to go stand up and go outside for like a fifteen minute break. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And I came back in and we played the, I mean, we did not the, the walk-in tune. We had a, had a violinist for that. But after that, we were background music and mm-hmm. we did the, we did that for like the lighter stuff. And then whenever it was like reception time, that's whenever we broke out all the big tunes.
0: But and that was
1: a, that was a long day.
0: And, yeah, and you got to make sure you have something you can sit on. And by this by the way, I might be peril till I die, but still to this day, the most comfortable throne I've ever owned is a Tam First Chair. Those things are so nice. And so I have sat on that thing for however many thousands of hours and many gigs where it was like, yeah, you're doing two hours straight, three hours straight, or six hours broken up where you're gonna be sitting down a lot. Um, granted everybody makes pretty much a good throne. I've never really sat on a throne that was uncomfortable. Uh, other than really having to break in that pearl, um, but even like just a regular old Gibraltar, they're comfortable. So, like I said, to throw three fifty, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot, but I but I think a lot of that comes from the leather using teak of all wood yeah, for no, the I mean, base. You're yeah, not wrong. yeah. yeah. Um, um, is it for people like us? No, but if I was in a position to own it. I believe that we'd be doing things to our kids and it'd be a super, like, there's a look to what we're doing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, if I'm playing... Or, like, if you're on, a, like, a a tour or something and the, whole, the band has to be in white. That means the guitars are white, the keyboards are white, the drum set's white. Like, I get if you're going with a theme or something like that. Um, and, and I still, I'm not going to deny, like you said, it's really good leather they're hand making it they're using teak for the bottom that's not a cheap wood no (laughs) you know i I get and things are just getting more expensive in general yeah so i you know i remember the days when a master's was a thousand dollars now i think they're 16.99 so everything's going to go up in general but um i will say it's a nice looking product i'll go back to my pictures it's a great looking product um, and it'll be interesting to see, like you said, when the reviews start coming out and we start seeing, you know, how these really perform. I'll be, I, w- I will be interested to see that when it does happen.
1: Because the thing with this is that they're only making forty-five of each. Um, so I am curious because he in the video says he makes he's making a hundred. Well, forty five plus forty five is
0: ninety. So yeah. there's ten. He's keeping some. There's ten that's going. Well, he's got to give. he got to give one good. to the Japanese guy. Yeah, he's got to give one to Dan Mayo. Yeah. Uh, probably <laughs> keeps one for himself. So well, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: there. You know, so there's there's others that will be going. You know, to certain people, um, but I would like, because like with this and then the hi hat stand are the two things. Like I'm. Super into like I want reviews on the hi hat stand because I will buy one. If that hi hat stand does not suck, I will buy ANF hardware. Mm -hmm. Um, because the the design of it, I think it's cool, and they're kind of beefy, but they they still have the vintage look, so I'm cool with that.
0: Um, but three fifty, it's tough. It's tough. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's, it's. I mean, but like you said, we'll have to see when somebody actually puts their butt on one then we'll know was it worth it was it not worth it does it feel like you're sitting on $150 yeah it feel really. like you're sitting on $100 like-, like you're sitting on a pillow of tears um Richie weighs back in he said I saw that Todd, Todd Suckerman ditched his sponsorship with Carmichael but it's a nice idea someone should pick up the concept you're right the spinal idea and I have noticed that recently uh the drum companies are getting more comfort oriented with the the Throne Tops, multi-layering of different kind of uh, foam, trying to make it, like, temperpedic ish um, So, yeah, you're right, Richie. Somebody will kind of run with that idea. And then Spencer weighs in here at the end saying, "Drumio is selling a seat cover pad for $200 freaking dollars. Way too expensive. I can't remember if I saw this. I want to say I saw something about it. Um, but I think... I, I saw that it was just like a cover and I was like, I'm am I, am I interested in something that just slips over the drum or the uh the throne rather. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh I don't know what the what the their pad does, but two hundred dollars for just something that slips over a drum throne, that seems like a lot.
1: I, but I know that Charlie does like his uh his protection racket throne cover. Yeah. He has the big woolly one.
0: Well, I'd agree because I think anybody that's ever owned Protection Racket knows that you could very easily fall asleep inside of a Protection Racket drum bag. (laughs) Very comfortably. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you were stuck out in the wilderness and all you had was a 24-inch kick drum bag by Protection Racket, you're going to make it. You will make it. (laughs) You could just like get inside, zip it up and leave like an air hole and just ride the storm out. I think it would work. Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah, I, I think that's a little silly. The drumio seat cover, um, being two hundred dollars, it better uh, it better do some magic for that much. I don't know how much the protection racket is. I'm I'm imagining it's not anywhere near two hundred dollars. Yeah. Um. So, but hey, at least our options for seating is going up. Yeah. I remember my first drum throne, that one that came with this Keystone kit, sucked and it hurt. It was some kind of World War II rubber. On top of a tiny brown piece of just plywood, it was horrible, and it broke eventually. And I, you know, am not much bigger than I am as it was a, was as a child, so I wouldn't put a lot of weight on it. It was just it was quite terrible. So at least we have nice options now for our little comfortable booties to be sitting on while we're playing.
1: I know that there's that um, that one. He's a physical therapist, I believe, or a chiropractor, one of the two, and he does all those cool um, like body in motion videos and it's all like he does like exercises for drummers he helps you figure out your correct uh seating height for your throne on where everything should be he does a whole like little like mini and all of his videos are really cool to watch uh, because he does all the science behind why he's telling you Mm -hmm. um he's like here's one of those thrones that have the split down you know the middle goes is it good for you he's like i believe it's not because your spine now has a weird spot and you're resting on your sciatic joints and it is a whole thing. He's like, and now you're you're messing with your alignment. So he's like, There's some well, there's some issues with that. He goes, I prefer and recommend most folks use a certain kind, you know, just your standard round. Mm-hmm. It's, his, it's his because it's all personal preference. It was everyone is different. He's like, but I generally tell people to start from here, and then that's the you know, what he recommends mm-hmm. as just someone in the medical field. But that's just also just his his opinion,
0: but I mean, um, you do need a doctor to weigh and let you know. Well, this could be wrong, or this could be right, or you know, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, he talks about you know, setting up your kid for ergonomics and all that stuff, and um how you should set up. And he he goes very like in depth and thorough, uh, and gives you like medical reasonings behind mm-hmm. his choices. That's cool. So if you guys are out there and having some issues um check him out because he also like I said, he does exercises for drummers he's mm-hmm. like here's what you do to make your your back look a bit better or your or your legs to be you know what's the name of the channel again? i cannot remember um but i think if you just look up uh drum throwing height you're gonna find a really fit dude okay uh i cannot think of his name at the moment but he he talks about it's very health oriented for his uh
0: and uh, Richie's weighing in on the same thing, and I've noticed it as well on Instagram. Dave Elich is constantly on about sitting technique for the long-term health, and he, you know, he posts those testimonials all the time where people talk about how much their playing improved and their, you know, physical state. Kind of following Dave Elich's um, methodology about you know proper you know sitting up straight, not slouching when you're playing, stuff like that. So all of that like factors in really heavily to the grand scheme of the gig yeah um so and of course uh spencer said somebody should make an air-conditioned throne i'm with you because my butt sweats a lot especially down here in the summer uh brandon green cameron says
1: that might be him okay that, sound, that sounds right yeah uh, he's, he's a young dude he's super fit um so anyone that works out and plays drums and tells me i'm sitting correctly with a middle degree probably going to take it because you probably you you didn't get there just by my mm-hmm. bullshit they know. yeah <laughs> they know.
0: um so uh, you can check brandon green out uh and you know it might help you if you've been having problems i don't really have back back problems i've always set up pretty straight um it's been 20 years i still can't get my seat height right i don't know if it's high or low i i seems like i just fluctuate constantly up really high and it's okay and then i'm like oh well, i feel unstable and i go low and it's now i feel like i lose some leg pat you know that's the only thing i've never really been able to figure out personally
1: he mentions that you um what you would want to do is you want to start at the highest point uh is at the top of the knee get your throne to where your butt would go down get to the top of the knee Try that out and then adjust by like an inch or two up or down mm-hmm. and finding what's coming. That's generally, that's where you want to be at. Yeah. I am three inches above my, my knee and that's how I've gone. And it's also cool. Like, once you find like where it is, you can go at anyone's, any backline kit. It's like, well, how high have to go, all right, I know I go to my knee. I go three inches above. Boom, mm-hmm. I'm set. So you can, anytime something's a backline and you have the ability to adjust it mm-hmm. for you, or if someone's got one of those that's a cool, cool, uh, those cool way to think uh, about it, it's a little it. trick. Yeah, one guy, uh, his thing is, he uh, for him it's two drumsticks length. is where he likes to sit at. Mm-hmm. He uses the same sticks for everything, so it's like stick one, stick two, a little low, bring yeah, it up, and, and, and there. we're there. Huh. You know. So,
0: well, those are some ideas so you can play with your seat height if it's been something that's been bothering you. Um, so I think that catches us up on the yep on the chat. Um, Cameron weighs in one more time. I subscribe to t- far too many drum channels. Don't no. at all. No, you don't. You're fine. I promise. Top or bottom of the throne is three inches above. Oh, top or bottom
1: it, it, above the knee. Um, so, like, you go to where your knee is at, and you go to, like, the the top part where, like, it uh, well, I guess the ball of your knee now comes into your leg. I'm not quite sure what that particular part is called. If you stand up, where your knee comes at, the very top of it, put your throne there, Um, and I go three inches above that, and that's where I like to sit, and that's my comfort position. But just go from starting point there, see how it feels, and then just go up or down um, by an inch or two at a time is what he recommends to find your... Because everyone's different. Some folks have longer legs. Some folks have long upper bodies. So it's whatever is comfortable. It makes the most sense for you. Um, But I'm... Steven can attest and so can Phil. He's a high back. flyer. I said hi. He is a high flyer, ladies I and gentlemen. I like to conquer the kit. Everything is <laughs> maxed out to where I'm at a point where I'll have to buy new floor tom legs for some of my drums because they're shallow and my drums don't come up high enough.
0: Uh, Richie weighs in I always thought the power stroke worked for both arms and legs like anything landing past the elbow is wasted energy and it continues I think that applies to the knee too. so far above 90 degrees so far above 90 degrees for me
1: yeah, if I was to say how my leg sits mine's a little bit uh greater than 90 mm-hmm. where I sit at
0: mine might be a hair above if not literal 90 um so
1: I, oh go ahead no because i i will admit i do have a very bad habit of kind of rocking uh a little bit when i play when i get really into it like By oh, rocking no like oh. like like literally like i'll start rocking um i know i've messed up one throne before i've worn the the inside of it down um because like oh it's a weird way for me to keep time and i do a weird thing with my left foot where i so, like, if if, it's, if this is the board, I'm trying to get... So, like, if this is, like, the foot pedal, the footboard, and, like, here's my foot, I do this weird, like, back mm, and yeah, forth. Yeah. But, like, it is aggressive. And so I have to sit, like, I guess just high enough. And I learned this from a guy that does metal double bass drumming. He mentions to sit further back on the throne to where if you pick your feet up, you don't fall over. Yeah, yeah, the, That way your, your, your center of gravity and your balance is now mm-hmm. all on the throne. And so I do that to where I can... Do my weird like left foot, just sling it and keep in time, and then I can rock, but I'm not gonna like lose my balance mm-hmm. but it's probably not the best thing to do, but it's just a weird habit. I've been trying to break the rocking a lot um and I do have moments where I, I do like hunch over.
0: we um, all do I mean you' all you're gonna get tired at some point and you will you will hunch, but I think in general, as long as you stay. Upright for the most part, you'll you know you'll be all right.
1: Yeah, just don't do what the guys did in the eighties and nineties. No, no, your
0: knees are in your... Nah, throat. you don't want to do that. You it's don't stupid.
1: want the I call it like the, the Dave, Dave Weckle or, or the, the Dave crawl is a huge one. It's the it's the hunch. Yeah, yeah, it's literally it's the like you should not look like uh, <laughs> Quasimodo or Igor. <laughs> yeah. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be going. You know, like Master, we have to find more electricity. Like you should not be doing that. No.
0: <laughs> Up Upright is where you want to be. Uh, Spencer weighs in. You guys rock. Keep the drumming community strong. We will. We will try. Please remember to share this podcast with any of your drummer friends to get more people in here that can hang out with us on a, uh, on, on a weekly schedule. Make it bigger. We're at, what, 29? So we're 29 in. Uh, we got, what, two, three months, two months left. So we might hit 40-something. Banging any you know weird things that happen yeah. during the weeks, um, so share it out. Get more people in here so we can show off more guys' stuff and talk about more drum stuff. Speaking of which, over the past few weeks, we've been following Mark Witten and his journey to uh, reclaim, restore, relive the Rogers' glory. And he sent in a little video this week. Uh, Let me know in the comments how the volume is. I'll probably play this more than once, um, but I think the volume should be good. This is Mark kind of noodling around on the Rogers that we have been talking about for a little while now. Um, number one I thought they sounded good Um, and obviously Mark like most people is lucky enough to have an actual room to practice his drums in so that's always a big help when you're doing projects like Mark and a lot of you do Um, and I didn't see anybody tell me it was too loud or not loud enough so one more time oh wrong one One more time, this is Mark kind of noodling around on the Rogers kit that we have been talking about for the past, I don't know, month or so while he's been trying to get all the parts together and match up the Toms and stuff. Sweet. Thank you for sending that in. Give us a little update on the Rogers kit, Mark. Um, I think there was a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of. catches up here in the chat, and then we'll move on to the main
1: topic for the evening. Uh, Richie goes, I used to love Mike Portnoy and his early 90s instructionals. He sat almost standing up. He ended up having huge problems with that. I definitely think there is a cutoff point for Yeah. Uh, How high you should go? Yeah, like at a certain point, like I know, um, I kept going higher and higher, and I was in encroaching, um, like my feet Mm -hmm. But, like it was the like if I tried to do my foot flat, I couldn't do it because I sat up so high, Mm -hmm. and I was like, well, basically
0: at that point you're not only playing the instrument but you're up so high you're actually holding yourself up yeah you have to do two things as opposed to just play um so yeah like you said either direction there's there's a point where it's like no no no, that's enough you don't want to go any higher or lower than that and richie continues steve smith used to sit like that in journey you're very but that was kind of the 80s thing i think the sweeping toms and the high cymbals and they all kind of sat hunched over like that and obviously when you look at steve smith now he is like perfect yeah, you know posture. So they all figure out at some point that that's not a good road to go down. Even I mean, go like when you see clips of uh, Dave Grohl jumping on the kit. Now he doesn't sit like that anymore. Um, so I think everybody at some point figures out that's not that's not the road you want to be going down. Dave Grohl still sits low, but not like he used to. Not ape. He wasn't ape hanging like he did in yeah. the nineties. Um, and Spencer asked, "This is uh, to you, Mark. What year are those Rogers? Or do you remember?" Those are holidays, so they're between. If I'm not
1: mistaken, what Charlie said. Um, it's because he's like my like definitive yeah encyclopedia yeah he's my he's he's who I cite my he cite whatever he's my citation page. Um, I want to say it's like sixty five to like seventy one is when the holidays were done. Um, granted, he's not here to to correct me, but that's the time frame. Yeah, is is late sixties. We'll, we'll Which call makes it. sense for those yeah.
0: style of drum. So thank you, from Mark, for sending that in. Give us a little update. Now, um, what were we talking about last week? Do you even remember? Or were we just kind of bullshitting?
1: Uh, the, the latter.
0: Okay, because um, I remember somebody said, oh, you posed the question, what do you do during the downtime?
1: Yeah, we were talking about that on, su- I was about on Sunday. Like, do yeah. you yeah.
0: practice? Do you re? work your kit you take it apart and you clean it and I, I had kind of wanted to ask this question last week but we got on that topic which is similar and this is just something that I personally want to know not only because I want to know but I've also picked up a new one myself here's the question I pose to everybody watching and let us know in the chat so we can discuss this what do you do not during the downtime of the year what do you do when you're not playing drums like what is something else that you're interested in when you're not playing drums. Not musical related. Do you like to shoot guns? Do you like to hunt? Do you like to dig in a field? Do you like to make paper mache airplanes like what is all of the you know the things that encompass your life when you're not playing drums for some of you it may be family you might have children and that is what you know you devote all your time to so let us know there in the chat what you're doing when you're not playing drums and i'll let jared kind of go on from here and let you know let him weigh on and you know what do you i know what you're doing but they don't uh when you're not playing what are you doing
1: uh i've got a couple of things i kind of dip my toes into um more more so than others i'm really big into fishing uh down here we are surrounded by both fresh and salt water we have a we have a pretty good fishery down here i'll have to admit yeah um so that's a big thing for me i like being even though my look does not say it i do like being outside on the water in particular outside in general sucks but the water is just different um I guess for me, I also have a kayak that I go out and fish on, so I'm lower to the water, and I just feel like more... It sounds hippy-dippy, but more disconnected, and it's like... And it's, I'm
0: in tune with the earth, man.
1: I wouldn't go that far. I got but, my chakras aligned, bro. It's a little more intimate. Like, whatever whatever you're doing, it's not... Yeah, I get I get what you actually mean. Yeah, it's mean. not... A, I'm not covered you know, some folks have the big boats, and the radios, and the GPS, and... You know, they have a massive... Natural
0: of, fishing, like... Yeah,
1: they have a big cooler, and they got their... you A know, Yeti their, cooler. Yeah, they're doing all their jazz, and I'm literally in a giant plastic tub with a fishing having rod. Fun. Having fun. And um, you get you get to... Like, around here, we get to go into, like... I call them fingers. Some people call them creeks or whatever. It's just, like, small cutouts. Yeah. And it, and it gets, like, super intimate. Like, I went in someone's backyard. Uh, they're out back there, like, how'd you get here? I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's a hole." and the trees that come through uh and i can go through it because i'm my kayak is only 38 inches wide so i can get into like some really tight spaces um and so i i do that i think it's a lot of fun i've toiled around the idea um of trying to get a uh this is like about a before i met you um there's a company that makes this really super wide canoe with a transom on the back, and a lot of guys. Nice. And a lot of guys, their big thing is they do the wildlife photography out of it because mm-hmm. it's so wide. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy, stable. Yeah, it's super stable, and one guy he has enough room to put his tripod in the middle of it, and so he can get like that. Like that, I don't know how important that is because I know it's like free hands, a little shaky and stuff. And time. Oh, tripods better, of course. But he had, yeah, but he has the whole tripod set up. And he like gets to like sit back, and you see him like. I mean, this is a, this is a, a twelve foot, but I think that's like fifty inches at the beam. It's massive, like super wide, mm-hmm. bunch of foam, but it, it's designed for like big camping trips. But he uses it, and it carries all of his camera gear and stuff in it, all of his lenses, all these waterproof um, bags and boxes and cases. Um, but he does a bunch of like wildlife photography. And I thought that was super cool. I'm about getting into that because I can. Yeah, because you can get into like the places that no one gets to go to like sometimes you get lucky and i see a dolphin or two in the shallows um and stuff and because they're normally getting away from boats or where the fish are because they're not there um big into making models on the side um big gundam fan so i I was
0: just dude i was just in hobby lobby and uh, I told Rachel that we, we had to go by Home Depot. And I was like, well, you want to go by Home Depot today and go look at that stuff? She said, yeah. And I said, well, I'll just pick you up from work. That way you don't, I'll just pick you straight up. We'll go to Home Depot. I'll drop you back off at your car. If we can go home. And um, I had 30 minutes to kill. And she's literally, her insurance office, uh, what is it called? Dickie's Pit Barbecue? Yeah. Hobby Lobby. I can kill an hour in Hobby Lobby. Take me to the wood section. Take me to the leather section. Um, I can kill some time. And I did. And I picked up some stuff. But I, while I was there, I was like, they have a model aisle. And I, I used to build models as a kid a lot. Haven't done it, you know, in 20, 30 years. But I was like, let me just go walk down and see what, number one, how much models are. Luckily, that day, you know, <laughs> they, they rotate the 50% off through that store. Luckily, the day I went in, that whole aisle was 50% off. Oh, wow. So I didn't buy anything, but they had Star Wars, of course. They had Star Trek. They had like all the World War II stuff, tanks and battleships. And, of course, the big section of classic cars and then a small section of Gundam like actual build kits that require glue and then the, the no glue kits and, I, and I, I, I thought about you I was like that would probably be something he would be interested in uh, I looked for something that would be cool just to do as a side project but I couldn't really find anything I wanted um, but it was funny that you mentioned that because I just spent 20 minutes like just nice. staring <laughs> like oh look at that oh look at that oh that one's 80 bucks no 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 you know so uh, yeah, some of those get expensive
1: yeah. um, and a big thing that sucks in here in the U.S. For us, is that um, you got to get them from Japan. Yeah, like all that a, stuff comes from yeah. Japan. Yeah, uh, Richie's in a really good spot uh, to get them. Richie can go to the actual Bandai. Uh, That's one of the brands I saw was Bandai. So Bandai does all the kits and stuff. So he gets to go to the actual like Gundam store. They have a whole and they have an a act- world. It yeah, it really is, and it's they actually have a. So in models, if no one's familiar, um, you have different scale sizes. So like one one forty fourth, it's it's one one hundred forty fourth scale model of whatever that particular thing is. Well, they have a true one to one Gundam in Japan, and it's it's on my and it's uh and it's the RX eighty eight. Um, if I believe this correct model, I'm super bad with the model names. Um, but that's that particular Gundam model, and it's in Japan, and I think they're working on the Unicorn. That's cool. Uh, from the UC universe, right now. That's um, neat. So they're gonna, you're gonna because it's, it's super cool because like you watched the show as a kid. Well, that, and that's where
0: that stuff comes from. So of course they're gonna be heavy into it and really have the great representations, like one to one scales. That's really cool.
1: And you get, like, I want, I would love to see Richie go there if he's in his off time, but like, just like a picture uh-huh. of like him because it's massive. as like it's. You think it's because I want to say it's like, uh, like twenty-eight meters tall or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it's how big they would be, like the cockpits, the cockpit size. I'm no, like, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. So um, that's really all I I
0: do. Fishing and modeling. And modeling. Well, but yeah. you also you're into gaming, maybe not at the moment as heavy, but you do like PC old Nintendo handheld, yeah. you like gaming uh, a lot. So I, I yeah. would, whether you agree or not, I'm tacking that on gaming, fishing and modeling.
1: Yeah. I've, I've kind of told you about this the other night, uh, been looking at all those like cool handhelds mm-hmm. and like the emulators, for, like retro stuff. And I'm like, you we're getting real close to be able mm-hmm. to put a full GameCube library in the palm of your hands. And I'm like, that's my childhood. And I'm like for 125 bucks.
0: That's not bad. No. To have the whole, almost the whole library. Living in the future that you never thought was coming. Yeah. They were giving you something that you didn't even know you needed. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let us know in the chat. I've got a couple so far. What do you guys do when you are not playing music? Um, And actually, Derek Fountain has jumped in. That sounds cool. I'm sure he's talking about the kit from Mark. Good to see Derek here in the chat. Um, First one up is Spencer. He says, I love taking my kit down and setting things up again, cleaning it and practicing tuning. When I'm not playing drums, I've got kids and dogs to keep me occupied. Yes, the kids. Well, the dog could by itself. Yeah. And then you throw the kids in there and that probably eats up all of your extra time. So it's, but it is cool that uh, Spencer does have the balance where he can do the family thing and still have time and the ability to do all the cool, um, art really pieces of artwork that we see from him. Um, and Joshua weighs in. He says, I create paintings and drawings and hang out with my girls, which of course having children, that's going to eat up most of your time, which I'm sure that's what you love doing. Uh, but it does not shock me that Josh does painting yeah um, that seems right up his alley um, and we all have seen pieces of work that he's put out and it always comes out super clean and always has a nice artistic purpose to it so that doesn't shock me that uh you know he basically channels that into the full-blown painting side or drawing side of everything on that and,
1: um, a, and a big thing I'll, I'll comment with uh with josh he was a mommy saying this he's not just a regular dad He's a band dad, which is a whole. Uh, yes. It's a whole other monster. It's m- much like having kids in sports. Band dad. Uh, I'm not a band dad, uh, thankfully, because I don't think I'd have the patience for it. Because I don't know how my mother did for me. Um, but all the trips they'll have to take. The money and then the, the money time, and then the, the instrument fees. Jeez. Yeah. yeah uh, it's, um... Because his daughter does not play a cheap instrument. If I'm not mistaken, she plays saxophone.
0: Yeah, one um, of the most expensive instruments off the
1: bat. God, pads, reeds. Um, Josh says band-dad. Band dad. yeah, band-dad. <laughs> and then I don't know if you're one of the uh, the cool bandads. I'd imagine you are. I know we have uh, like Sebastian Rayback. His dad, Papa Gun, was a cool bandad. Um, he did the he worked the mixer and the sound for the front ensemble. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything electrical went wrong with In that stuff Since that's what he he's, ele- he's been an electrician For years Since it's been his trade But he also played bass For tons of years With all, the, all these bands And sat in with Jerry Lee Lewis One time Which I thought was always cool story That's cool for, Always one of One of my favorite stories I always hear from him um, Pop a gun He just comes in And Be that kind of band ad where for sure Has the amber shades And the camouflage hat And he's like Alright boys what's wrong We're like Oh, the synthesizer won't turn on. He's like, hang on. Goes into his truck and grabs the tool bag, like, Mm -hmm. on the field, like, solder this here, connect it there, test the wires, and string pad. We're like, done it again, pop a gun. He's like oh, you know, been doing it for 40 years. You know? <laughs> it's, it's whatever at this point, you know. so
0: Be that supportive band dad, guys. Yeah. So we got Josh who does the painting, drawing thing, hanging out with the kids. Spencer loves playing with the kit, setting it down, taking it up again, practicing, tuning, and, of course, keeping the kids and the dogs to keep him occupied. Myself, um, I've always been, Jarrett knows this, kind of like put my hand in anything. leather work resin woodwork uh cutting up symbols and doing all like cutting up symbols for playing purposes and then cutting up symbols for jewelry purposes i've made many pieces of jewelry for like close family members that have the you know kind of like a what's the actual company that does that i can't remember Uh, uh they got a silly name anyway recycling old pieces of uh symbols and making jewelry out of that but the kind of the reason i brought this up half because i generally want to know what everybody does when we're not nerding out about drums um but i just picked up a new hobby i'm really excited about it never thought i'd be into this um but it just kind of hit me and i don't know why it hit me but i was like oh this is cool this is something that's easily to get in you know easy to get into and uh and and it'll, it'll be something that i'll Enjoy. Um, I'm going to start shaving with a straight razor. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so Rachel was like, what do you want for, she wants to go light on Christmas because we have the big trip, uh, in March Yeah, going to Florida. Um, it's for my 40th birthday. It's the yearly vacation that they always take to Disney. So it's a big trip. It's going to, you know, it's going it, to, we're going to have to save up money for it. So she's like, let's go light on Christmas, like two gifts. That's it. I'm like, okay, I already know what I'm going to get her. And she's like, just be thinking about what you want. Well, for whatever reason, it popped into my head, and I was like, "That's like the that's like the and not like in an aggressive alpha male way, but I was like, that's the manliest form of shaving, you know, the little foamy brush making your actual shaving cream with a super dangerous <laughs> straight razor, um, you know. But I, every time I've seen, or like you see those videos on Instagram where the dudes have the super lined out beards, yeah, which I like to try to get. Y'all don't ever the camera doesn't get close enough for you to see it. But when Jared comes over on Thursdays, I don't shave on Thursdays because I'm really just here all day. And then we do the podcast, but I'm really into trying to get my lines as clean as I can get them. And I always noticed in Instagram videos, they're doing that. It's a straight razor. that will give you that cut. So I was like, okay, I said, go on wherever Amazon or eBay and find me a kit for straight razor shaving. Like with the straight razor, with the little foamy brush, you got to have the leather,
1: I will ask you: Are you doing disposable yeah. razor? No, 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 no. You're no,
0: doing no. good. I a want true. her to get me the the blade, like the not disposable, like you, where you have to have the leather st- strope. You strop. stropp, yeah. strop. stropping. Um, yeah. off so Like, yeah, I looked. I Already looked on uh, Amazon. They're like, you know, fifty nine ninety nine. You can get a good kit, and of course, you just get a uh, a honing stone, and you can keep your uh, your blade nice and um, and uh, and sharp because obviously in that case that's when you really do want a nice sharp blade but to prepare myself for all this i went on amazon and ordered like a eight dollar that comes with disposable literal straight razors yeah um and i cut my first beard uh what's today thursday so that would have been tuesday i shaved for the first time labbed myself up and i put that blade to my neck and i was like all right here we go this is either gonna go okay or it's gonna go really bad i'm gonna cut myself luckily i did not cut myself you can't see it now it's probably gone but i scraped like i didn't cut myself but i did peel back and scrape my neck and then right under where you would cut yourself even with a safety razor right under the uh Uh, the Adam's apple. Yeah. But I didn't cut myself. But I have to admit, that was like, I even noticed as soon as I was done, I was like, this is one of the cleanest shaves. And this is an $8, just a little metal straight razor that you can literally take the blades out and switch them out. So I was like, okay, you can practice with this till Christmas. Hopefully at Christmas you get, uh, you know, the nice set from her. And that'll, you know, you'll be, you'll be practiced by that time. But that's kind of what I'm into now. I'm excited about. Doing the whole like towel on the face, making your own shaving cream, doing the whole thing, and then just like in the movies, like I could kill myself or I could come out <laughs> with a perfect beard. I, <laughs> I, I don't have
1: know. Beard. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a video. Um, the guy that does it, um, one of those weird like, ASMR, type videos. Yeah, but the dude, unintentional but, ASMR. But the dude's uh, he has a shop on Route 66. That's what he started doing as a kid, and. I don't think he's supposed to be doing it per health code mm-hmm. by regulations, especially with, uh, with shaving and everything, but he still has his cabinet of his actual straight racers. He uses nice. like goes to disinfect them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, cause if I'm not mistaken, you, when you strop it, you are sharpening it with the leather. Cause you have the two, it's two sided. Mm-hmm. You have leather side. And you have that weird wool side. Um, I'm not super familiar on the technique of what all it does. I thought it was cool, but I was like, "Shavings for nerds," <laughs> uh, and I quickly threw that away. But you got to make sure you got your boarhead bristle brush, mm-hmm. super important. And then, tons of guys make a bunch of cool like boutique um, yeah. soaps, like
0: more foam, less foam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'll just be using shave cream like i'm not gonna be getting into the boutique shave creams and I, I, I'll oh,
1: i'm just oh since i know you're doing this now i'm gonna find just some some exquisite stuff for for christmas then i'm gonna try to find you some like 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 the ones that i always think is cool are the ones that don't require the cup it's just it's itself and yeah. you like you like you literally you wet the brush you flick it and then it's like and that's all the like mm-hmm. the water you need and yeah you do it right there mm-hmm. i always thought that was cool i like watching um It's just, it's a
0: cool traditional thing. Yeah. Like, you know, probably like driving a stick shift. Like most people don't know how to do this because a safety razor has become what is the normal lexicon. And I even took it a step further um, for way down the road. You can go on eBay and for about $50, there's guys that take straight razors from like the fifties, like really ornate, nice pieces and redo them. Like, clean them up, make sure they're in good working condition, and then redo the blade. And it's, like, 30 bucks for, a like, a really nice, oh, nice. 1950s or 60s straight razor. Um, so that's kind of what I've been getting into. It'll be an interesting thing. I'm sure you'll see me at some point with some cuts on my neck. Because I'm sure, at least like anything... You know, when you're playing drums, you will hit your leg with the stick one day. You will bust some knuckles. Though. You will Make hit your knuckle, it. and I will cut myself <laughs> at some point. I, I'm no, I know, because I came so close the first time. It was probably beginner's luck that I didn't. Um, I'm, I'm positive, like, probably tomorrow when I go to shave, I'll probably cut myself. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very cool thing. And like I said, I was just interested in to see what everybody does when they're not drumming because we nerd out about drumming so much but i know that spencer and josh and mark and richie and david by all these guys i know that y'all have lives so i know you either have children or your work or a big hobby that occupies the rest of your time and it's always interesting to hear what you guys are doing when you're not here nerding out with us here every thursday night yeah um so i'm glad everybody waited on the chat um we are getting to that time i gotta cut it off Before the file gets too big to upload to stupid Spotify and Apple Podcasts, So um, we are caught up on the chat. Um, Glad everybody got to hang out tonight. We had some really good viewer submissions. We had a a nice chat talking about the A&F Thrones. We had a cool chat before Jared arrived. And then, of course, finding out... what some of y'all do when you're not playing drums is, you know, just as entertaining. And I'm glad to see that everybody has something else that they have going on in their life, whether it be their family or, you know, another passion or a hobby that they've got going on. Sorry. I didn't mean to step on. you. Oh, you're fine. Um, so I think that about wraps us up. Anything else you've got for us this week, Jared? Um, I know we kind of talked about
1: this, uh, a little bit today and then mentioned it on <laughs> Sunday. We we're hanging out. Um, I guess just for the folks for next week, um, I would like to know what you guys do, like in your part of the world, like, do you have an off-season? Like, we have a slow season here when it gets cold. Yeah. Like, do you have an off-season
0: uh, or a slow season? Basically January to March for yeah. us is kind of the slow season.
1: And I know you guys up north, I don't know what the weather's like. I assume everything is always cold. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how far north you go, I'm like, oh, they're weighing jackets and parkas 24-7. Yeah, really. Yeah, in my mind, that's how that's how the north works. Um, But I, w- I would like to know, like, what you guys seasons are like everywhere else yeah. because um, we live in a very tourist-based um, place. And it only gets cold for about five minutes here. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what it's like anywhere else in the U.S. I don't know if like Malone and uh, and Josh and you guys up in whole Wisconsin, is it touristy where you guys are or is it like a regular American town? Yeah. This just has a really good music scene. So I'd like to pose that question. So what is it your seasons like?
0: Yeah, and let uh, us know. So this will be for next week.
1: Yeah, for next week. So what are your seasons like? And then what do you do during your slow season yeah and i kind of want to you know pick y'all's brains and Stephen and i can talk about hell yeah what we do uh whenever everything comes to quiets us down to, to which it we're, quiets we're approaching
0: down. in a couple of months so yeah um cameron weighs in one last time great show thank you thank you cameron for hanging out with us thank you to everybody that hangs out with us on a weekly basis obviously thank you to all of the legacy members who hang out do submissions talk to us in the chat you are the other half of what is bearded drums live so thank you to all of you who come out and hang with us every week all right that's all i got Jarrett, take us out of here buddy
1: and the great words of odb ooh baby i like it raw We'll see the
0: <laughs> We'll see you on the next one, all right guys. Later, we are out of here. Thank you.